previously on Tabletop Trouble. My name is Captain Turles, and that is my companion, Eoreth. No, let's be good sports about this. I think it's only fair we give them ten minutes. To do what? Make this fun for me. I can't go. I cannot leave Boxbottom. They'll kill you if you stay here. The people here need me. Isaac, this is for you. I took this off of Mindflare. She hands you the parchment-wrapped crystal that she picked yeah, up. Yeah, give it more weird rocks. So, <laughs> but when you're safe, investigate it. Figure it out. And eventually you can see the border crossing. You can see your other companions held up at the border. What seems to be the issue here? You're um, with Merrick Vinland, then? Yes. Yeah, there's no trouble at all. I know better than to turn away people of Mare Vinland. And then as you guys walk over the border and make it probably about 100 feet, stop them. Those are illegal criminals wanted by the Inquisition. The Inquisition has no authority here in Torelia. And as you look over the, the city on a hill, it's a city built around a volcanic crater. Sarge leads you through the town, eventually to us like a secluded back alley. And in the back corner of this dark alley is a shop called the Curio Cabinet. From under his arm, he pulls out a small box and inside is a faintly glowing crystal. Uh, what is it? Uh, they, they call it a, a shard of Sildara. <laughs> Isaac, you've seen a crystal like this before in flow. So we open at the Axe Rest. It is still bustling. It's only been about an hour since you first arrived. The four of you are currently sitting around a table discussing possible group names when Ostra walks up to the table and says, Well, have you picked anything yet? It's getting kind of late. I have to turn in. And unless you want to sleep in the streets, you've got to come up with a name. I think we might have the perfect thing. And I look over at Rave, who already seems to know this Ostra person. Yes, we have a name. And I have friends. Well, what are you going to call yourselves? And she gives you a kind of coy smile. And you can see she's proud of you. The X factor. But all lowercase, big X. She pulls out a piece of paper um, from her waistband, unfurls it, and begins to fill in what appears to be a sort of contract. And she actually hands it to you. <gasps> oh my I'm gosh. Guys, I made we- a signature for Rave, like specifically for autographs, and now I get to use it in uh, something official. Oh, okay. Once we all sign it, we'll take a picture of it to put it up yeah. with our new episode. Now, can I inspect this contract? Is it magically binding? It appears to just be mundane paper. Oh, thank God. All right. I mean, it's legally binding. Legally, (laughs) yes. Yeah, maybe we should actually read it before we sign it. This is a long-ass signature for Kako You know how Nico loves writing. Wait, what does that say? It says, uh, Sir Dr. Kako I Esquire. (laughs) 
Okay, so let me read this out. This document grants the party the Axe Factors permission to take on bounties issued under the authority of the merchant Lord Singri Ash King and the Council of Ashvale to be overseen by Ostra Torelia. I actually spelled her name right in my notes, so I'm really happy. The guild known as the Axe Rest. Those under this contract are considered representatives of the city and should act with the city's best interests in mind. You guys are already fucked. Uh, this, <laughs> those found in violations of the bounties, conditions, or acting in bad faith shall be punished to fullest extent of the law. This contract does not grant the wielder exemptions from the law or authority over the citizens of Asheville unless otherwise stated in the bounty contract. I am an exemplary citizen. I look over at Astra and I'm like, I'm not great with big words. Could you explain to me what would be the worst thing that would happen if, if we did act in bad faith? Well, it really depends on what the act of bad faith was. If you were set to capture someone who was in need or had information and you instead murdered them, uh, you'd be tried with murder. Yeah, that would, that would actually make sense. Okay, well, cool. I'll keep you guys in line. Like, this is, this is my home. I'm not going to let you guys ruin it. Since we're best friends now... I still What's up, best friends? don't understand what the fuck has just happened in the last hour. Uh, I've adopted you. That's that's an awkward silence, audience. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I noticed there are only four signature spaces. Oh, yes. Groups are limited to four people. Mm. Didn't know that. We had an issue um, a while back with groups becoming too big for what they were intended for. And causing a bit of a ruckus here in the city. So now we limit it to four people. Okay. Well, my protege here, can she be considered a work study or an intern? <laughs> you are free to hire any external people as you want to, but they will not be offered the same protections or be paid by the guild. Okay. Any external hires are entirely up to you. It's probably fine, right? I mean, there's nothing saying you still can't work together. I am hesitant to not have a thing, though, for you. That's weird. No. Well, I mean, Lessa, you could still, like, work underneath Kako. Uh, well, well, it sucks that she won't be able to, like, be a part of it. Mm. We'll still give you some of the rewards. Like, you're still part of this group. Yeah. I don't see why not. Just because I'm not on paper doesn't mean I'm just going to not hang out with you guys. Because you're not on paper, it means you don't have to follow all the rules. And you don't have to follow Kako. I reach out my hand, like, really, like, this is a safe space. Why, why would I not follow Kako? He hasn't led me astray so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm just saying this is a safe space. I'm going to go meditate over there for a little bit. Ostra grabs the paper that you all have signed, and she goes behind the bar, and there's a big board filled with all the contracts of everyone who is currently employed by the guild and you can see about 25 of these contracts are put up and she takes yours and with a hammer pins it to the back of this board making you official members of the axe rest hell yeah do do i see my uh my teacher up there on that list of contracts anywhere uh, you walk over to the bar and you take a look over this uh, this wall of contracts. There's no current contract open for Frydenstifter. Hmm. Okay. So now that we're all best friends in a guild together, who are you? <laughs> Tell me all about yourselves. I, I reach over gently and I'm like, you want some shrooms? I could get some. I know no. some people. 
I have definitely grown out of that face. I need an adult. <laughs> Rave is 31. I am the adult. Ostra walks over oh. to the table and says, Boy, you are an adult. I was being facetious. It doesn't suit you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think that he means, aren't we still looking pretty rough, like, coming in on the city? Or uh, did we take a rest? No, That's you have not taken hour. a rest. Yeah. yeah. You guys have been in the city for all of maybe two and a half hours. Um, yeah. It's pretty late. We, we've had some pretty crazy revelations. We're still pretty banged up. And then we got fucking swept off our feet by a random stranger. You guys want to go play darts or something? No, <laughs> we should probably all go to sleep, and he should probably take a shower, considering he's so feces-ish. I'm suddenly remembering what? I'm at one HP. You said you're feces-ish. I look fucked up right now. I just look absolutely, like, fucked up, and I just asked you if you wanted shrooms. So <laughs> Just all of a sudden, all of Wiz's, like, limbs fall off. Yeah. <laughs> Ostra says, well, if you're looking for a place of rest, you are authorized a guild room. If you follow me, I can show you to where that is. <gasps> is it like our room? Can we like continually stay there? Yes, as long as you continue to fulfill bounties for the guild, then the room is yours. Sweet. I'm going to totally like deck it up. Yeah, I need to lay down. <laughs> you should definitely check out the baths. Oh my god, they're amazing. Yeah. Like, honestly, I don't live here. I have my own place, but I still come here. Are they like to... hot springs? Yes! We've been trudging around in the swamp for weeks. You smell like it. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, take a shower. Excuse me. How dare you? I'm just saying. Perhaps you would be better suited to come back to this bar when you are freshened up. She's, she's right. telling us she's ruining her business. God. Everybody go upstairs. If We're Wiz going. If Liz wasn't such a nice person, she's such a bitch. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go freshen up. I I need to lay down. So who's going to baths and who's going to bed? Isaac needs a bath. <laughs> I need a bath. Would you show us the way, Rave? Yes. <laughs> Ostra leads Kako and Lessa down into the basement, which uh, has been renovated into what is basically a hostel, for lack of a better term. There are several rooms, uh, which each has, has been claimed by different guilds, and she eventually leads you to an empty one at the almost the very back of this basement. And she flings the door open, and inside, it's not much to look at. There's a single desk and two bunk beds, so four beds total. And you have a tiny window that kind of looks up at street level, letting in the tiniest amount of light. And as you look outside, this window looks out into what appears to be a back alley. Uh, Lessa, you claim one of the top bunks quickly before uh, they come back. She has already like climbed up. She says, I love top bunk. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to claim the other top bunk. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you and Lessa both claim top, top bunks, and as you lay in these beds, they're very stiff, kind of uncomfortable. The blankets are like scratchy wool blankets, but compared to literally all the beds you slept in for the past three weeks on your journey, this is like heaven. Lessa? Yes? Tomorrow, we're going to go and uh, train and learn things. Um, where? We're going to find a place to train and learn things. <laughs> Okay, that sounds good. I'm down. Because you did really good. Thanks. In that in that fight with the big creepy monster. Um, I don't want to really think about it right now. I, I do want to go to bed and not totally, think about totally nightmarish scenarios that she the wants, universe has inflicted upon me. Nice. I just did want she you take to know. Madness too. <laughs> no. I just want you to know that I'm proud of you. Thanks. You did good too. 
she rolls over and is like immediately out. <laughs> Kekka oh. also rolls over and falls asleep. You see Kako and Lessa disappear into the basement with Ostra, and you head out into the street with Wiz and Isaac in tow, and you are currently standing. It's about 10 p.m. It's kind of late. The town has started to shut down for the night. Everything's getting kind of quiet, um, but you can see a light up the road where the bathhouse near the axe rest is located. I'm going to kind of like levitate there because of my bad condition. <laughs> How long have you lived here, Rave? Oh, a long time. Actually, off and on, probably about 12 years. 12 years, wow. What, what does off and on mean? Like, were you traveling or? Oh, my parents live like half a day's journey down the road, so I go home a lot. Is it like a small town or like another city? It's much smaller than Asheville. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. This is built on literally a giant volcano, so. In comparison, I think a lot of other things would be smaller. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Are they magic, too? No. (laughs) Well, my parents aren't. One of my brothers is a sorcerer's apprentice, so that's pretty cool. Oh. So I guess he's magic, yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. I was just wondering if you're, if all, all your other family is uh, magical. So just just my brother Noitus. He's my he's one of my younger youngest brothers. Oh, I have two. They're the same age. It's a thing. Wow. So people are That's a big okay family. with guys using magic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. We're protected by magic. The the towers. They're mage towers. If the thing blows? Yeah, she gestures around the city and towards the very center of the city around the wall that surrounds the peak of the volcano, there are beacons uh, that appear to be large towers, um, which she describes as mage towers, which appear to be built for protective barriers in case the volcano erupts. Did you guys not see those? No, I mean, like... I mean, I don't see them anymore, but I figured newcomers... I've kind of got, like, two black eyes right now. Um, You look like shit. I'm going to be honest. You know what? The bathhouse... See where that light is? The bathhouse is up that way. Uh, So let's go... Do you think you can make it that far? My apartment's just down the road. Oh, it's cool. I'll float, and I start floating that way. Shit. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And I guide them up the road to the bathhouse. Yeah, it's only like a block away, so it's not that far of a levitate or a walk for normal people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Fucking weirdo. And you go into this bathhouse. It is basically just a big room that has a, a bath. There's nobody in it right now. It's mostly empty. There's a clerk behind the counter, and there's a sign in front of him that just says, free entry for Axress members. Hey, Jerry. Oh, uh, hey, uh, Rave. Fuck who yeah, you, his who, name's Jerry now. Who are your friends? Uh, these are my new guild friends, members. Ah, so you're not paying today, then. It's fine, it's on Ostra. Nope. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. I feel it, is it free all the time? I'm feeling better about Until this. you mess up and get kicked out of the guild. Yeah, Astra oh. has a very, uh, she has sensibilities. She likes to be followed if you're going to be hanging around in her bar. She doesn't want you driving away business, coming back smelling like sweat and blood. It's yeah, true. that makes sense. Even when you kill something, you gotta go shower first. I don't want to be smelling like sweat and blood. Well, if you're doing guild work, I'm sure I'll see you a lot then. The name's Jerry. Oh, Jerry! 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 Wow, are you I... from here, Jerry? Oh, uh, I was born and raised in Asheville. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. Is this is a nice place you have running here. Well, typically Gerald. I mean, if you'd like to call me Gerald, I suppose that's fine. But all my friends call me Jerry. So unless you're saying you're not a friend of mine, then... No, I'll call you Jerry. It's got a nice little ring to it. Jerry? I suppose it does yeah. have a nice ring to it. All right, Isaac, shall we head into the, the men's... Yes, please. <laughs> oh, wait, they're, they're not gendered. Oh, shoot. It's an all-together bathhouse? Yes. Damn, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, let's go. Like I described, it's literally just a big open tub, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, as you uh, step into the water, it's very warm. Like, super comforting. And they've put oils into the water that just exude a pleasant smell throughout this room. <sighs> this is nice. Two bros chilling in a hot tub. <laughs> Five feet apart because they're not good. Anyway. You guys scrub up. Uh, get clean for what feels like the first time in forever, considering how long it's or how long you spent trudging around a swamp and locked in prison. I have an important question. Yes. Are there rubber ducks in this tub? No. <laughs> Sad day. <laughs> you, you might be able to a go fucking atrocity. <laughs> you might be able to go buy rubber ducks, but like this place is like super clean. It's classy. Do either of you have conjuring magic? Wait, maybe. <laughs> I can minor illusion some rubber duckies. You, you could do that in all these thaumaturgy to make them <laughs> look quacks. Oh, well, actually, um, I'm out of spell slots for the day, so I'm not doing that. Damn it! I try to do it, and it just kind of like fizzles out. There's like a little... But nothing really happens. I just make little like duck figures with my hands. Anyway. I'm going to telepathically make little quack quack noises just to fuck with you. What the fuck is happening? What? I don't hear anything. You don't hear that? I don't hear anything. You were just making sound. You were just splashing. Splashing noises. Uh, I need to go to bed. Quack, quack. Yeah, so you all get scrubbed up and clean and head back to the axe rest for a good night's rest. Rave, I'm going to assume you're not sleeping at the axe rest. No, my bed is much nicer. It's a Casper mattress. It's not. We are not sponsored by Casper. Purple mattress. Or we're not sponsored by anyone. Our mattress is made out of viewers like you. Yes, I sleep on the viewers. <laughs> yeah, I am going back as soon as we're done cleaning ourselves, and I feel very refreshed. And I'm going to look at Isaac, and I'm going to say, "Hey, we made it. Look at us. Yeah, we're we made it out here, Isaac." It's been a it's been a long time since I've been in civilization and not had to feel like I was gonna get stabbed in my sleep. It's a oh. it's a refreshing feeling to be at peace. Don't feel like you might not get stabbed at any moment. You're living with mercenaries. Like, don't fuck up and you'll be safe. Oh, oh but like, okay. you're not gonna stab us, are you? No, I don't use knives. You're not gonna whatever I you do hack to you. us. Uh, I won't. I won't hack you. Oh, thank you. Please Beware don't. of the eyes. Anyway, my apartment's that way. If you need me, I'll see you guys later. Don't fuck up. I'm and out. Rave disappears <laughs> back up the stairs. <laughs> Bye. And what all the of fuck? <laughs> all of you I, turn in I for the night. I have no idea what the fuck that was all about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused, but I'm too tired to give a shit. <laughs> you do not have a super restful night's sleep, Wiz. Uh, in fact, as you sleep, yeah, you the, where of, the eyes didn't help, did it? You kind of like <laughs> toss and turn as whispers kind of reach out to you. It's incomprehensible, but you can feel as though something is talking to you. 
sound like it. Rafe, you wake up the next morning bright and early, excited to tour the town with your new companions. Best friends. With your best friends. Oh my god. <laughs> best uh, friends forever. Almost rush out of your apartment first thing in the morning, leaving things behind as you run out to the axe rest in your excitement. And when you arrive at the axe rest, it is too early. There's nobody here right now. You can see a couple of patrons passed out in their booths and <laughs> the night barman behind the bar, but he's like cleaning up and, and getting ready to leave as it's like 6.30 in the morning. Hey, Dirk. Hey, Rave. Good night's sleep. Yes. Um, I'm proud of you. Last time I had a good night's sleep was like 12 years ago. I'm going to go home and get a good day's sleep, though. Ah, 12 years ago. That's when I came to town. Watch the bar for me. Let Ostra know I took off early. Okay. And he leaves. I sit on the bar. Yeah, you sit on the bar, kind of just waiting as time passes. Just very excited. And eventually, about 10 minutes later, you hear footsteps above you. And coming down the staircase that leads behind the bar, you see... Ostra, uh, walking down. She's still stretching. She's got a big flagon of coffee that she's drinking from, and her her dwarven feet as they come down the stairs like really thud against the the wood as they creak. She creaks down the stairs. She says, "Oh, morning, Rave. Morning. You're here early. It's it's a big day. Is it? What do you have planned? Gonna take work? Probably not. Nope. Gonna." Show my new best friends and guild around the house. The town. I'm very excited. Yeah, no, that's probably a good idea. Get them acquainted before we throw them in, into the wolves' den. They look very soft. Yeah, um, what do you see in them? They looked very soft and a little lost. <laughs> you and did. also, no one else has wanted me, so... I know it's been hard for you. Your last couple groups uh, didn't take to you very well. Well, you know what? Screw them. I have a group now. She lets out uh, like a, a belly laugh. Screw them. That's right. You, you don't need them. I'm proud of you, Rave, coming out of your shell and finding a group that you can call your own. Thank you. Would you like some coffee? Yes. Uh, yes, I could definitely use the energy. I don't think you could, but um, Woo! you're an adult. You can drink whatever you'd like. Yes. Uh, and she goes and she pours you uh, a cup of coffee and places it in front of you. Uh, and the two of you just kind of talk for for a little bit. I'm really glad to see you've taken up the banner again. You have the skills for it. I mean, not many people could take out that beast when you did. And she points to the basilisk on the wall. I just just want to make Alva proud. Sure it would be. Speaking of which, you know when he's going to be in town next? Mom said next month. But last time he said next month, it was six months. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you'll see him soon. He's doing good work out there, working for the Merchant Lords. He's pretty cool. People have started to like fill the bar again. It's starting to get to the point where the town is starting to wake up, um, but there is still no signs of the axe factor. What room did you put them in? The only one available, the one in the very back. All right. I'm going to go wake them up. All right. Be careful. They look like they could be a little jumpy. <laughs> yeah, they don't seem that dangerous, though. We'll see. Have a good day, Rave. And she begins to take care of the other patrons of the bar. And I run down the stairs. You bound down the stairs, passing by several other members of the guild that are making their way up. They nod to you with the greeting. And uh, as you push back, you arrive at the door that Ostra described. 
and hear snoring on the other end. <laughs> I knock on it incessantly. I need everyone except Isaac to make perception checks with disadvantage. You're just awake, staring at the door. I got a 12. <laughs> the eyes. The eyes are coming. <laughs> it's a nat one. <laughs> Fuck that. So one. 12. 12. Lessa and Isaac both shoot up. Isaac, you weren't sleeping, but you were meditating, just kind of thinking, uh, and you were almost like too lost in your thoughts. The first time you felt, well, mostly safe, except for the threats that Rave was kind of throwing in your direction. Yeah. I didn't make threats. I am helping. Warnings. <laughs> and you hear uh, a knock on the door. Uh... And you hear uh, Wiz and Kako still sleeping, dead asleep. The, the sun is like pouring in through the window. To be clear, I am knocking like. I go to the door and. Shut up! You hear from another room. You shut up! Okay, I assume I've heard this by now. No yes, you have heard this. <laughs> I open the door. Good morning! Yeah, you see Rave standing cheery on the other side of this door. And by this point, Kako and Wiz, you have both woken up because of the commotion. And also, as you sit up, see Rave standing in the doorway. Oh, what's up? Hi. hi. What Just time is it? Waking up. What What in the world? Uh, it's like 7? It's about 8.30. Oh, it's 8.30. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's been a while. I had too much coffee. Uh, is something the matter? Is like, is somebody hurt? I mean, I'm just kind of like groggily, like sitting up. No, the sun's up. Time to do stuff. Uh, what? That's not how I work. <laughs> Listen, in the Fae, the sun's always up. It never, it's never night. So it's always time to do stuff. No, it's always time <laughs> to chill back and relax. That's that's the motto. I kind of, I kind of like roll off the bed. <laughs> Good thing Wiz didn't get top bunk. Get right back down to one HP. <laughs> yeah, so Rave has dragged all of you out of your beds. Well, what are you doing, Rave? Yeah, what are we doing? City tour! Mm, yeah, she's taking okay. you on a yeah. grand gotta, tour of the city. You gotta yeah. know who you're working for. Yeah, that's probably prudent. Let's start with the market. Let's go to the market! You guys have money. Let's go to the market! Yeah, so Rave, you lead uh, the party upstairs, uh, up through the bar. Lessa decides to just stay in the room she's very tired yes that's fine that's code for mike is tired of running an npc right now <laughs> <laughs> just for now <laughs> we weren't supposed to adopt anyone yet she is a main character now <laughs> we're going to the grand bazaar so Wait. let's go uh yeah you lead the party up through the axe rest you can see other guilds uh, or other groups have settled in at their tables you can see that everyone kind of has their own place as you walk through almost as if a invisible hierarchy has been set up in this bar and as you walk past you see duncan sitting at the bar or sarge as you know him sitting at the bar he's not part of the group he's just kind of hanging out here yeah, sorry, Rave. We'll just be one second. We're going to talk to our boy, see if there's any updates. Uh, Rave, you see the the man that they refer to as Sarge is the same man that brought them into the bar last night. You've seen him in the bar before, but not in like a regular basis. He seems to come by every like four to five months. Sarge says, I see you found a place to settle in. Yes. More or less. Yeah. What are, are you still friend? doing here? Oh. Well, I'm done. I'm retiring. That from, from what though? You're retiring? Yeah. You're done? I'm done. 
That last mission was a little too much excitement for me. We did have quite a large casualty rate. Yes. While I was expecting it to be rough, I did not expect it to be so earth-shatteringly rough. I fought in my fair share of battles. I'm too old for this. Yes. It's time to pass the torch on to a new generation. How old is Sarge? It's about 65. Oh, okay, yeah, he's quite old. I fulfilled the bargain that I told them I was going to fulfill, so I'm done. I'm going to hang out here in Ashvale and live out the rest of my days. Maybe move on. Maybe do some mercenary work. Small jobs. Mm. Keep me busy. Well, con- congratulations um, on retiring. Mm. That's big news. Congratulations on making it out of Alora. I wish that you were visiting Torelli on better terms, but glad you guys made it. Yeah, that country kind of sucked. Wasn't always that way, though. This whole Inquisition thing kind of fucked everything up. Am I old enough to remember that? The Great Terror? Yeah. The start of the Inquisition was only about 12 years ago. Oh, yeah. She's 300 so. years old. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was like yesterday to you. <laughs> no, it was always kind of a shithole. That's fine. <laughs> you were part of the military before, weren't you? Yeah, I mean, was I could tell you were eyeing my my armor when we first met. Uh, yep, I served served the Elorian military. Was one of the right hand men of the king. Well, the king before the king that we have now. I don't I don't suppose you knew my dad at all. Uh, who was your dad? Well, he knows his name is Isaac Astora. So if he ever heard the name before, and we must have been parts of different parts of the military. It's been a pleasure. Yes, I'm sure we'll see each other around. I give him a hug. Oh, and you can tell he's kind of reserved, but he's trying to warm up to norms. Listen, and so he, he don't hugs be a stranger. Anytime you need help, you know. Well, I'm not going to be a stranger. Someone's got to keep Ostra sane from all you you guys. Oh, so you're just going to hang around for a while then? Yeah, might as well. <clears throat> got friends here in Ashvale. We'll see you around. And he, he goes back to his drink. Rafe, you lead the party towards the Grand Bazaar, and the Grand Bazaar is basically the heart of commerce in this city. It's a large open-air market surrounded by all kinds of tiny little shops uh, that are on both floors of the cities, up, down, pretty much everywhere in this bazaar you can buy things. And as you walk in, the bazaar is packed with people, especially because of all the refugees that have made their way into town. You can see a lot of the shops are picked clean and are trying to restock faster than they're selling things, uh, and it's quite the commotion. I've never seen this many people before in my life. This is a slow day, honestly. Usually you can't, like, breathe. Is there any place around here that sells, like, musical instruments? Probably. There's a little shop uh, on the east side of the bazaar called Ocellos. Um, <laughs> it's just a quaint little music store. There's not a lot of people in here right now. It doesn't appear that instruments are flying off the shelves during a refugee crisis. Especially not cellos. <laughs> and he doesn't just have cellos. <laughs> and you see uh, an elf man uh, working the counter. Um, he's kind of got his head in his hand as he stares out into the bazaar looking at all the other people who are selling tons of stuff. And uh, he, as you open the door, you hear that bell, and he kind of like shoots up. He says, oh, "Welcome to Ocellos." Are you Ocello? I-, I am Ocello. Oh, have you heard of me? Famed musician, you know. I have. Oh, I'm so glad to meet a fan. You've come for all my instruments. 
or maybe to hear me play. And he goes back and he pulls out a a, a big like bass cello <laughs> and he's like dragging it into the room. Um, and, yeah, Wiz, well, that's, what's what's your favorite song of Ocello's? All of them. <laughs> Those are my favorites too. <laughs> Honestly, I just have so much respect for other musicians of all kinds. Oh, I, what is your favorite movement of A Midsummer's Rhapsody? C major. I don't know. The first one. <laughs> That's all, my favorite all too. Of them. Just and he all of he them. starts playing music and it's it's pretty good. It's good music. It's very wow. relaxing. Um and he definitely knows what he's doing. This is this is wonderful music. Do you mind if I if I look around while you play? Oh, absolutely. Enjoy the, the music and and feel free to browse. Okay. Um is there any uh do I see any like um flutes of some oh, kind of yeah. like wind pipes? There's like a display case like just filled with different pipes and and flutes and You would want a pipe, son. It's not that kind of story. Uh, I can take you there. I'm going to go there next. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just, I was looking for something. I'm trying to expand my boundaries of the musical world and was wondering if what you'd recommend in the, the wind um, kind of flute area. Uh, do you have any experience with with flutes or, or woodwinds? Or? Yes, I I have some pan pipes I'm not really expertise with, but used to play on a cittern, and I kind of wanted to expand my boundaries. Okay, well, this is a really nice one, and he, he opens the case, and he pulls out a silver flute that has kind of floral engravings along the side of it. Uh, I used this one during my concerts in Alora while we were touring with the Grand Company Musicians. It's priceless, but I can tell that you're a fellow musician, and you came in here and you admired my my craft. I'm I'm so glad to meet a fan. I am too. Um, a fan of music. Uh, all music. <laughs> all music. I generally have never heard anything like the sound you produce here, and that's why I came all the way from Alora. So, this you showing me this flute is. It seems to be right on par of what I'm looking for. Make a perception check. Uh, not a perception, a uh, persuasion check. Don't fuck it up. Um, 20. I can tell that you have the heart of a true musician. Someone who can really appreciate the great something. He is. You can see like a tear <laughs> running down his, his cheek. I, I, should, I should charge more, but I'll sell this flute to you for 20 gold. Oh. It's really a priceless artifact. For, for something so priceless, I'll take it for 25. Oh, you're such a dear. And uh, he he <laughs> takes it and he, he wraps it and puts it in a box and says, I look forward to you hearing more of my music. I look forward to hearing your music. I'm oh. gonna- I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of like do the thing where I turn around and like lean over to Isaac and just like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Can we roll insight to see if she's getting ripped off? <laughs> uh, no, you can tell this guy is being 100% serious. What the fuck? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Executive decision. When we start earning money as a group, Wiz is not in charge of money. Why not? Why? I got a really good deal. A, you gave him more money this than he was asking for. Artifact. I kind of can I blow on it to to kind of give it a little test. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. Like it's perfectly tuned. 
I, it was an extra five gold for a tip for a fine gentleman and musician. And a yeah. fine gentleman and musician to you, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're just stroking each other's... Gross. Ego. I know. I leave. I leave. I will wait for you outside. Ocello. Yes. I give you a firm handshake. Yes. It was a pleasure doing business I never cost you. your name. My name's Wiz. Just kiss already! <laughs> I, I look forward to hearing the, the sweet music you make with that, that instrument. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Is it necessary? <laughs> I'm just having my one moment. Okay, now I'm done. Now we guys, we can do whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, where are, we, where are we going shopping next? I forgot my money back at my place. Do you guys want to see my place and I'll grab my fantasy wallet <laughs> uh, it's like uh, a my pouch. purse i'll grab my purse yeah let's go okay yeah. i'm cool. gonna kind of like fuss around with my flute a little bit as we're kind of like going around the city yep. passing people i'm a friendly guy yeah people are have like noticed you because you're kind of prancing around playing a flute um but like they're not like stopping to to listen they're they're going about their business i'm still practicing yeah uh, so we make our way to Ray's apartment. She wasn't lying. It's not very far from the axe rest. It's only about four or five blocks away. It's a it's a small little second story apartment that's situated above what appears to be like a tanner. And there's a small staircase that leads up to the second floor where her apartment is situated. So I don't have a whole big description for my apartment. It's very boho. Feeling a little bohemian, feel oh. lots of tapestries. Uh, you can tell basically everything that I find cool is here. Like, I was just not a hoarder, a collector. Oh, yes, that's what all hoarders call you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a large fireplace um, in the east wall of this room, and above that is a large portrait. Yay. Okay, so I got mom and dad. I have uh three two older brothers uh and five am i one of nine i lost track of my siblings okay i have two older brothers and one two three four five younger brothers this this is Cabus. he may be adopted but my parents refuse to tell us whether or not he is <laughs> they but, just they, but he is we don't know Oh. We just assume no. Oh. He is a dwarf, and my family is comprised of humans. Oh. But no, he, he's, he, he's he's he might not family. be adopted. We They refuse to tell us. It's just better this way. Big family. That's a big family. Um, I, I have 17 cousins, eight siblings, and uh, eight nieces and nephews. So, big ass so family. Far. So far. You know, it's D&D. Most people are just orphans. They call them day. Yeah, no, no. Dead, I went real dead. hard in the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, no dead people in this family. Yeah, it's that's a really cool portrait Thank of your you. family. How did you deal with that many people? Oh, we fought a lot. Is that why you're so ripped? Yes, my dad's a, an iron worker. Like a bunch of my brothers are iron workers. My oldest brother's a knight, so like lots a of knight, wrestling. A knight for Asheville, or he serves the merchant lords. Yes. Oh. There's not a king of Torelia. There's it's more of an alliance of merchant lords. Okay. So several leaders have formed an alliance to form this country. So okay. does he work for the one whose name I have? He doesn't work for Singri. Um he yeah, I mean he's he's away a lot. All my other siblings I get to see like every time I go home. Uh everybody's still in Iron Lake. 
Where's your purse? Oh, I have it. I yeah, I, Rave. I now it. that it you're was back, like right inside the door. Now that you're back <laughs> in your apartment, and uh, you realize that you need things to go around the town, and you're not just like overwhelmed with excitement. Uh, you grab all the stuff that you forgot in the morning. Whatever. Uh, yeah, you grab everything, and you guys head back to the bazaar. Did you lock your door? Shit! And I run back and I lock the door. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then Rave runs back, and you guys are back at the bazaar. <laughs> Oster shouldn't have given me that coffee today. Oh my goodness. Any good smiths in town? Uh, yeah, there are um, smiths in the town. There's it's no on a one. Volcano. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's no one uh, in the bazaar. They tend to more work out of their, their workshops, as most of their items are commission based. But you could probably find someone to smith you something. What kind of smith are you looking for? The kind that will give this sword the service that it probably well needs. What's your sword made out of? Look, all I'm getting at is if you want an ironsmith, you're not going to find a better one in town. Than your dad? Than my father. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go see your paps. Uh, yeah. I, he, he doesn't live in town. Oh, we gotta, he's out of town. Half a day's well, journey. I don't know if that's Maybe he commitment. could give you a discount on something. Uh, but you do know of like other smiths you could take it to in town just to get oh, it looked yeah. at. Fine, but they can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> your dad can't know that you went to somewhere else. My dad and, like, the three brothers that work with him can't know. Oh, yeah. I come from an iron family. As you guys are walking out of the bazaar, you see a a pretty strange sight as a crowd is gathered around a small shop. And standing outside is what appears to be an automaton who is currently handing flyers out to people, advertising something. Can I take a flyer? Yeah, I want to go take a flyer. Yeah, you guys walk up to this automaton. It's, it's about a quarter of a page, and it's a all red piece of paper. In gold font, it says, For all your magic needs, Tomlinson's. <gasps> <laughs> every Again. campaign. He's the one character who's in every <laughs> campaign I run. Tomlinson, you Even bitch. the ones with different groups. Yep. Every, every campaign. Yeah, I'm going to, like, pocket this because it's a really pretty piece of paper um have you been to this tomlinson's place before rave looks like it's pretty hot you've heard of it rave it's known for its eclectic owner that deals in strange magical items but you've never personally been in uh apparently the guy's a weirdo but he has some really cool magic stuff i've never been because of said weirdo but oh. i don't know we can check it out Safety yeah. in numbers. Yeah. Does it say cool. when he's going to be in town? By the looks of it, he's in town right now as this oh. this robot or automaton is standing in front of a shop with the word Tomlinson's written on the Oh, window. we're right in front so of the Tomlinson's. In the door. Wow, I look up five feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're standing Whoa. right in front of this, <laughs> Holy this shop. Holy shit. Holy shit. Hey, did you know it was right here, guys? Wow. I didn't yes. actually. It's, it's far fancier than like any other building in this Ooh. area. Um, almost as if it doesn't belong here. And uh, you can see uh, the windows, they're kind of not blacked out, but very heavily tinted. And adorning this window that has Tomlinson written on it, you can see little stars dotting the black glass. <gasps> yes, I think we should go inside. Yeah, Kako, you lead the way, <laughs> stepping into 
Tomlinson shop. And as you walk in, there's no one else in here, despite the fact that there's a crowd outside. You're the only person in this building at the moment. And as you look around the, the shop, it is like stacked with like boxes and strange books, different tapestries. There's not a surface in this entire building that's not got some sort of item on it. Um, and you can hear uh, a voice yell from the other side, uh, just, just a minute. Uh, oh, oh. And a small gnome steps out from behind a stack, carrying a, a stack of boxes that's about eight feet tall. And he's like carrying them across this room <laughs> with this short stature. Uh, and he, he puts them down, brushes off his hands. And says, what can I do for you? And as you look at this gnome, he is kind of a middle-aged looking gnome. He's got a, a long brown beard that's kind of speckled with gray hairs. His hair is kind of unkempt, but pulled back into a, a tight ponytail. And he's wearing a red cloak adorned with gold stars. Well, it's quite a group that we have today. Most people tend to just walk past. Yeah. Really? I, well, this is awesome. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> this place is so cool, but most people act like they can't even see it. Well, that's just Insight rude. check? No, he's telling the truth. Oh. So what What brings the the four of you in today? The red flyers. Sorry, flyers. sorry. What brings the five of you in today? Oh, yeah. yes. We, we've been working on a marketing campaign trying to drum up business. Les is not here. There's only four of us. Yeah. Les is not here. There's only five of us. What? No. Yes. Uh, there's four. One, one two, two, three, three four, four, five. I don't understand she's a ghost person that's only she's one person she's got oh my god you guys are so insensitive she's a ghost person it's a spirit wait how did you know this is kako akeo yeah Yeah. kako would know i might not respect him but i know him yeah i don't know him (laughs) (laughs) uh the small gnome is having a conversation in your direction but it's almost one-sided oh it's been so long since i saw you last oh so that's what you've been up to just let it happen. Who are you talking to? Spirit. I, I'm sorry. Some people can be so rude. Oh. Have, have you never met a Kalashtar before? A what? Can I speak with the Kalashtar? Sometimes, yeah, the, sometimes the creepy things do not eat the baby, but possess the weirdo. In this uh, case, they okay. possess the weirdo. <laughs> okay. Rude and it offensive. Is. So you're possessed? No. It's more like a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> but then how can you talk to it? I'm just attuned to all things strange. Again, strange, weird. Words hurt people. Relative. I'm sorry. I just didn't. This is new and I'm really curious and confused. And okay, I'll stop staring. (laughs) Sorry, I got wrapped up in conversation. What brings you in? The The flyers. flyers. Sure. You must have some curiosities about something to just follow a strange red flyer that says magic here. No, See, pretty that simple, actually. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm a very simple person. Anyway, you have a very flashy store, and I'm... Yeah, feel free to look around. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh what? no, these cost money. These are a lot of money. Oh <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> the Incredibly Dense Book. A book so incredibly thick and boring it has a chance to put the reader to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Hey, bad guy, come read this book. I think Kaka would like the Bone Breaker. Yeah, it's I do. powerful yeah. against skeletons. Damn. I had 200 gold this And I want to say that is specifically skeletons, not skeletons inside of people. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> 
then what's the point? <laughs> let's well, let's get some speaking stones for each other, best friend. <laughs> did you did you see the it, track? It's sixty dollars for a pair. Wiz and Isaac Me. are buying a pair of speaking stones. How much is it? We still have fifty gold left, so we could still do something else if we wanted. That's enough for supercharged candy. What? I missed that. Where For one that round at? of combat, your speed is tripled, your AC increases by three, you have advantage on deck saving throws, and your actions are doubled. Oh my fucking... At the what? end of the round, you suffer one point of exhaustion. Oh, Jesus. I mean, that's a big step, but like, if you really need, you just go, pop one, you go... Yeah, it, it's basically if someone were to put, like, cocaine in a pill. <laughs> I'm all about drugs, you know this. Um, damn, who wants to help me get this fucking drug? I'll buy it, I don't care, I don't care. I'm wild. It'll leave me with literally zero monies left. But I think it's worth it. Yeah, um, you oh. hand over some, some gold, and Tomlinson, this gnome, goes and shuffles some things around his store, and returns to you with a box containing speaking stones and what appears to be like a small hard candy that's wrapped in plastic. No money, but this candy is going to pay off, all right? I swear to God, it's going to do some good things. Does the candy only work one time? Is yeah. It, it, and then you consume then it? It's, okay. it's done. Um, when it says your actions are doubled, if I have two attacks, I get four attacks. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's the shit right there. Tomlinson, this is I some cool stuff you got. Thanks. Uh, it's taken quite a long time to build up this collection. Are you going to get anything, Kako? Really? No. Yep. Nothing? I am saving my money for later things. Yeah, I mm. imagine looking at all the things you have, this could have taken several lifetimes. Yeah, you have no idea. I've worked really hard to, to gather everything I have. Will you be here later if we want to come back and get more stuff? Yeah, my shop is always set up right here. Cool. We have bought a pair of speaking stones, which uh, basically allow the users to telepathically communicate with one another. And then we also bought a supercharged candy, which makes you really fast, really hard to hit, and gives you more actions for one round. But at the downside that you are exhausted after its use. You guys bid Tomlinson farewell and step outside past his automaton and push past the crowd and head in the direction of the ironsmith that Rave was going to bring Isaac to. It's a much less fancy side of town. Everything's kind of got like a thick layer of ash on it. And as you walk through, you leave footprints in the ash behind you. And Get kind of excited and make... <laughs> extra footprints uh <laughs> you could see a lot of different artisans mainly metal workers have set up shop here as if this is like the hub for metal working in the city and uh you eventually end up at the smith that rave had mentioned although rave is hiding her face behind a corner i'm gonna telepathically to you i cannot be seen in the what iron the smith <laughs> rave Okay, yeah, but you can speak back to me in your head, too. I'll just think to me. I've opened a thing. We can talk. The channels have been opened. Not for you. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a one-to-one. Fuck. My dad is an iron worker. My brothers are iron workers. I come from a family of iron workers. I can't be seen here. And it's way too loud for me. So I'm going to be over here. Okay. Um, so when you guys need me. This is really creepy. Get used to it. This is my. I don't like talking out loud. The, it's exhausting for me. Okay. You see, Bye. as you turn towards this smith, you see a very heavily bearded man with short cropped hair, and he turns to you, and he's almost like chewing on tobacco, and he says, <laughs> What do you need? 
<clears throat> hey, I I draw my sword. I need somebody to give some tender loving care to this. And he grabs it and he looks it over. He says, "It's a little dull. Could sharpen it up for you. Fine blade you've got here. Thank you." He goes over and he lays it out on his sharpening thing, and he begins to move the grindstone as, as he sharpens it. Huh. He brings it back. He sets it down in front of you on the desk says, can't help you. Why not? It's a magic blade. Can't help you. What do you mean magic? That inspect it. Yeah. Not sure what the magic is. Not my forte, but um, this thing's definitely enchanted. Won't, won't break on my grindstone. Um, do I sense anything in my grip? Make an arcana check. Ten. Now that he's said something, maybe something very faint. I would. I didn't notice it either. If it's any consolation, not that I'm skilled in that kind of thing, but okay. Well, um, thank you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you have any uh, regular swords that ever need sharpened, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> I will. Will do. Thank you, good sir. Yeah. Good day. <laughs> Sheath my blade, kind of stunned, and walk back to rave. You got uh, a magic sword that you need to figure out what kind of magic it is now. Yeah, that's that's new. <laughs> Need to take note of that. <laughs> it's funny how all this magic shit is finally popping up now that we're out of the country that doesn't like magic. But it was from that country of magic. The material Where? plane is fucking weird. <laughs> Let me just put that out there. Yeah, let's go somewhere next. Where are we going, Rave? Is uh Lord Ash King at any bars right now? Not that you've heard. Um it's been he's been pretty quiet for the past couple weeks. It's almost as if he's might be planning something. That's the word you've heard around town. Oh hell yeah, we gonna get our party on. Like you could maybe say like, we're gonna rave. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did al- <laughs> I did almost say we're gonna get our rave on and then I was like, I shouldn't. <laughs> but yeah. you should. But I did. I did it for you, audience. You know that Lord Singri is known for his parties, so... Oh, we just call him first name? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know that Lord Singri is known for his parties, so the word on the street is that he must be planning something big. Hell yeah. We haven't seen any magical things. We were just in a shop. Okay, Full yeah. of magical things. Okay, but I mean like, you know, fucking weird temples or artifacts or things. Things that are not being sold to us. How does a thing called the Circle of Insight strike you? You lead him towards the Circle of Insight. It's a large building that's built kind of like a fortress that is kind of the hub for all magical activity here in the town. Uh, Rave, you know that recently because of the crisis with all the refugees, especially the magically inclined ones coming from the north, that they have pretty much shut their doors to outsiders. Well... I mean, I think you guys are technically magical refugees, so I don't know that you're allowed in, but here you go. Like a college? Not necessarily a school, more like a research center. Do we see any people walking around? Yeah, um, so there's a couple of guards posted outside. There are other guards who are shooing people away, but you see people walking up to the front door and going inside just fine. I wouldn't go inside. Why? People don't always come back out. Mm. And sometimes when they do come back out, they don't come back out right. Mm. I suddenly feel less safe here. Are there any other magical institutions? No. What do you want? We're not a magic town. We are a volcano. We used this used to be a mining town. 
Now we make glass. To be fair, this is the most magic town we've been yeah, to in a you while. Yeah, you don't understand how it is across the border. Like, there's no magic, and then all of a sudden it's like magic everywhere, all the time. It's great. I mean, like, kind of reminds me of home. Yeah, you know that people have been coming to plead their cases or to try and offer what services they can to the Circle of Insight in order to gain access. But typically, they reach out to you. I'm going to try to go approach the gate. Yeah. Is you... there somebody there, like, keeping guard, I guess? Nope. Oh. Nope. There are guards stationed on either sides of the door, but it's not as if they're keeping people out. They're just keeping watch. Oh, okay. Mm. Can I and try to go through? Yeah. In, in your head, Wiz, please don't. Please don't go in there. Oh, uh, why not? I just told you why not. Hey, well, this seems like fun. <laughs> as you push through this door, and uh, as you step inside, this room is covered in gold. In fact, the wow. whole floor is like a reflective gold surface. Wow. But the walls are made out of like a white marble, and they're white marble columns that seemingly hold up the ceiling. But as you look up these columns, they kind of fade into nothing. And where there would be a ceiling is instead a vision of stars and you see shooting stars different planets kind of circling into view and there's a staircase in the back of this large room that ascends into nothing basically Uh, there's a desk at the very center of this room and there's currently nobody sat at it and there are like groups of people sitting on benches around this room as if they're waiting for something can i go uh, approach a group kind of like hello there Oh, uh, hello. Um, It's a pleasure to meet you. Yes. Uh, Are you with the Institute? I am not. My name's Wiz, and I kind of hold out my hand for a handshake. They kind of reluctantly reach out and shake your hand. What can we do for you? Oh, um, I was just hoping to to talk to somebody who who might be able to tell me more about the Institute. I'm just a curious fellow. Oh, uh, well, if you know anyone, be sure to pass them... Our way? Because... Oh, are you also trying to get in with the Institute? Uh, yeah, we fled from Alora to try and set up new homes down here. Uh, oh, my, hey, same. My daughter, and she points to like a six-year-old who's oh, like God. sitting next to her, like kicking her feet. She's very magically inclined. We were hoping that maybe they could help her to master her abilities. Oh, um, what kind of magic can she do? She could do all sorts. She's really good at producing, like, illusions. Uh, We used to think she was just making up her imaginary friends, but then we realized she was literally making her imaginary friends. Yeah, that'll do it. You know, like, just right before your eyes. That's very skillful, and I kind of, like, kind of, like, wave at her if she, like, sees me, or is she just kind of out of it? She looks up at you as as she waves, and she kind of gives you, like, a shy wave back. She is an illusion. I, um, I give her, like, some sparkle fingers. Uh, her face like lights up and yeah. she like laughs. Yeah. So I guess they're just too busy to, to come and talk to people. Yeah, we've been waiting here every day hoping that someone would come. I mean, they have to come out eventually. Mm-hmm. I have seen them call people before, but they haven't called for us yet. Did you like submit an application or? Yeah, we put our names in at the desk. Oh, I'm going to walk over to the desk. Yeah, there's no one on the desk at the moment. There's a small pseudo dragon that's kind of curled up preening itself. See, it's about the size of a house cat, but there's nobody standing at the desk at the moment. Hello, little dragon. (laughs) Yes, hello. Oh my god! (laughs) I'm sorry, what were you expecting? I don't know what I was expecting. (laughs) 
tumble backwards. <laughs> what, you've never seen a talking dragon before? That's not what startled me. Um, was it the depth of the voice? It was the depth of the voice. <laughs> was anybody else expecting that? If if this pseudo dragon's name is anything other than Gary or Joe Pesci, like I can't. Or Danny. Danny DeVito. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would I would honestly take that one. Are you working the front desk right now? Do you see anyone else here working the desk? <laughs> no, you're very wise, honestly. I was yeah, that's why I've got this job and why you're standing out here. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, but you have to deal with people like me all day, so really where are you at? <laughs> uh, I've got a nice cushy desk job. From what I've heard about you, uh, you're on the run and people are trying to kill you. <laughs> no. No, oh, no, that sounds about right. Mm, people love me. Erganasi Bard. Uh, yeah, reports uh, say uh, you're on the run from the Elorian Inquisition. How does he know that? I fucking told you, beware the How eyes. does Danny DeVito know what I'm doing? <laughs> oh, you think there's anything that happens in this town without somebody knowing about it? You're small fry here. If you don't mind terribly, could you give me your name? Do they typically give familiars names? My masters call me Charb, but that's about it. Char. Charb. With a B. Oh, Ch- I, I didn't mean to. I thought you meant like. That's a little racist to assume my name is Char because I'm a dragon. Charb, I really didn't mean to offend you. I'm like, I've, I'm a pretty nice guy. And honestly, I feel like if you got to know me, we'd feel different. But it's funny that you already know about me because, I mean, I am kind of. An, an interesting person to talk about. He's kind of got, like, one eyebrow raised as he's staring at you. Who's your master? I work for the director. Director of this institution? Yep, director of the Circle of Insight. Who's that? Uh, his name's Alfred. Alfred. Oh. But if you were anybody important, you would have already known that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk in and join Wiz. Oh, good, there's more of them. What the fuck is that? Who the fuck is that? I am clearly the most adorable pseudo-dragon you've ever seen. <laughs> what the fuck is this thing? I honestly don't know anymore. Okay. Hello. Losing my mind. Hello, tiny creature. Hello. I assume you've come here to beg for a handout as well. No, I'm, I'm just making sure that this person is not asking for drugs. <laughs> he just, like, shakes his head as he stares off in the distance. God, they don't pay me enough for this. Do they pay you? It's a figure of speech. <laughs> well, um, it was nice meeting you, Charb. I'm sure I'll come and visit you again soon. We can talk. Don't make it too soon. Anyway, let's go back exploring the town because I feel like I'm falling further and further away from my character. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I know what all those words mean in character. <laughs> Goodbye, tiny dragon creature. Goodbye. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, you your friends step back outside, uh, and they appear to be normal. I don't know enough about you guys to know if you've changed. They, they're they're fine. Only just scarred for life. Uh, what happened? We no should don't. Why? We don't talk about this here. We'll do this later. You guys have made a day out of this trip, and. The sun is starting to, to come down. It's about five in the afternoon now. And uh, you're making your way back towards the Axe Rest Tavern for the night. But 
As you cross the bazaar that's closing, in an alleyway, you hear a whistle, as if someone's trying to get your attention. I Almost like a bird call. I look in the direction of said whistle. Yeah, you see a dark figure skulking in the alley, just standing there. He's got like his hands in his, his cloak. He can't really see much of anything. I turn around and keep walking. Hello, gentlemen. Would you mind stepping into the street where we can see you clearly? It's not safe out there. In fact, I think we should talk back here. You know, it's funny you say that. Uh, dark alleyways are not safe by design. Uh, dark alleyways are the safest if you make them your home. I mean, that's a fair point. Kako <laughs> walks up into him. Or into the- Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> They've convinced you. <laughs> that was pretty easy. I go with Kako. I, I fear no skulking creature in alleyways. I go with Kako. Will the rest of your friends be joining us, or are they too chicken? I'm definitely a Janasi, not a chicken. I was trying to see if I have any spells, but no, I have rustic hospitality, so... <laughs> I am I'm casting light. <laughs> so far from what you've seen, this person does not have hostile intentions. Sup? You walk into this alley and you cast light. What are you just casting it on? I was just going to like pick up a like stone on the side of the street. <laughs> sure, yeah, you pick up a stone and cast light on it. Um, and this guy kind of like averts his eyes from the light as you walk in. And this man is wearing a black long coat uh, made of leather that has kind of feathered shoulder pads and he is hiding his face behind a crow's mask uh are you a plague doctor nope not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination don't you think that outfit is a little weird in the universe with literal bird people how do you know i'm not a bird person well i guess i I don't don't, but that's the real question you don't see mouths moving behind masks do I know this idiot? You don't know this idiot? <laughs> <laughs> you do know what he is, though. What is this person? Oh. Is he a bird Oh, person? okay. Is a friend of yours? No. We should go. Bye. Well, you're just gonna... After I, I, I've gone through the trouble of gathering information for you. What do you want? It's not what I want. It's what you need. No, what do you want? I just wanted to let you know... You guys should be careful. No shit. We've been we here two days and being one. threatened already. I'm not threatening you. I'm warning you. There are people in this town who have taken notice of you. While you haven't done anything yet, your reputation kind of precedes you. From what I've heard, you have the elites of the Elorian Inquisition hot on your tail. What? The only reason you're even safe right now <laughs> is because they have no authority in this town. But there are other people here who are going to take money to probably hunt you down. I'm not saying I would, unless the money was good enough. I'm just letting you know the whispers are going through the underground about you. Are you fucking kidding? You guys are that wanted, and you didn't think to mention that? I I mean... Did you see what we looked like when we came into town? Also, to be fair, it's not like... It's not like... You asked any probing questions. You know what? People. Sure, true, fair, bad on me. But I said, "Fucking beware!" Now you, I said, "Beware the eyes and I beware the fucking ravens." How was I supposed to fucking know? It's time to go. Is that the raven? Bye, friend. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for the information. Oh my. Oh, don't thank me just yet. Don't thank him ever. If you need us, just find a dark corner and call out. Don't we'll find you. Never. Don't do it. 
Bye. And he disappears, and like almost as soon as he steps away from this light, he's gone. We cannot talk about this here. We, I will tell you guys back in your room where it's probably moderately safe. Rave leads you guys back to your room uh, at the Axe Rest. What's, I mean, what's Lessa been doing? Uh, Lessa, she is actually in the bar, um, but she's got like books splayed out on the table, and she's currently just writing away in them. Are they my books? They're a mixture of your books as well as like hi- a history of Ashvale. She's as correcting if she's your trying books. to take in as much information as she can. <laughs> Fuck yeah! All right, correcting all the grammar in your books. <laughs> Look, if she got the ones that are pretty sure I gave her some in Dwarvish, those are fine. Yeah, so you are in the safety of the Axe restroom. So, you idiots, you are being watched at all times. Before you even came into the city, people knew about you. They knew you would be here. Lord Singri, sure he's in charge? He's not really in charge. Oh my god, it goes all the way to the top. I mean, you seemed like a very happier person earlier. (laughs) Until you put me in danger. I'm not mad at you. I am mad next to you. Uh, I never really wanted to be, well, wanted, for lack of a better term. But, you know, it just kind of happened out that way. I am uh, I am accustomed to this, as you know I am. I, as you know I am something of a celebrity. Beware the eyes. The eyes see everything. They work for the cult of ocularies. Are you seeing a pattern here? Ocular eyes. There we go. But, idiot in the alley, he was part of... The Black Ravens, which it's a stupid name. It's kind of racist. Like you guys, you guys have seen a Kenku, right? Like they're real people. I'm just, I'm saying it now. They're, they're competing, but the goth kids are the rogue team. Keep up. Everybody knows everything you guys are doing. And when you're going into places you're not supposed to be in, and I stare at Wiz and Kako, <laughs> and you start asking questions, you get noticed even faster. So don't do that unless you're ready to die, probably. Now, see, I <laughs> I don't know if you've seen me, and I gesture to all of my body. Um, also, out of character, I have a feature that's called All Eyes on You, so this is really oh, going to backfire Christ. on all of us, because everybody will notice me all the time for the rest of my life. That's my feature. But that doesn't mean, because everybody sees us, it has to be, you know, bad could be bad if we let it be bad look all i'm saying is stop poking around in the places you don't belong oh i'm not a poker me and isaac already got our already got our poke turns yeah we get to poke the slug we have poked already yeah i know i'm ignorant but i'm not stupid (laughs) hey i didn't call you stupid i'm just saying that like i'm a doctor sort of (laughs) everything will be fine if you just live a normal life we we do our guild work we go to parties because, let me tell you, Lord Singri, he gets down. Like, it's awesome. We go to the market. We live We live our lives. That's all I've ever wanted is to live a normal life. Yeah, me too. And you stop prying into things unless you're ready to throw down. In which case, we'll get to that. I'm good. We're, uh, we're a team now. We've so already, like we already fought a mind flayer and a bunch of that's so fucking cool it, what was it oh no, my god i wasn't. would love to fight a mind flayer oh my god my protege killed it what if you yes. look into that's my so mind fucking awesome i can show you things and i kind of like <laughs> look at her deeply you don't want to make that chance <laughs> i 
Our eyes are connected right now. I can just and in your head. It I is. just I just talk to you. I don't actually like read your mind. Oh. Well, you haven't done it with me yet, so I didn't really <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking back to me or out loud? Well, did you just tell the whole room we haven't done it yet and you're trying to? <laughs> I don't swing that way. <laughs> okay. Where did I put my 10-foot pole? <laughs> <laughs> Leave room for Jesus, okay? Even in your mind. But also, um, what I'm trying to say is I would like to live out a peaceful life, but I need to find somebody, and that's why I'm here. We find your person. We figure out what this is, gesturing to Kako. And we figure out why why you're so scared of magic. You're my new project. No, I don't need fixing. We'll fix you. All right. Uh, So you... All turn in for the night. Rave, you retire back to your apartment and settle in. Uh, Rave, I want you to add the feature Street Smart to your character. Basically functions as a ranger's um, preferred environment. Um, So as long as you're in the city of Ashvale, you cannot get lost in the city. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special episode of The Bounty Board. As always, I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, Mike. We've been hard at work trying to get this new season started for you and are excited to take this first step towards that goal. So welcome to our super packed, super special, uh, what I like to call uh, interlude to steal the name from the McElroy brothers. How this episode worked was I asked each of the players what they wanted to do in the city now that they were in relative safety. And taking these ideas, I've given them each a small character arc to expand upon their goals as characters, which is why you'll be hearing a lot of one-on-one sessions between me and another player. These will be setting up new stuff for the next arc, as well as wrapping up some mysteries from the last one. So stay tuned for all that interesting good stuff. Book two will officially kick off with our next episode. And at the point of recording this, we are about three fourths of the way through it. So episodes should be uploading with some regularity, but if you've been listening to me for any amount of time, you know that I'm a bullshit liar who can't keep promises. So I'm not going to say we're going to have a consistent schedule because I will ultimately fail that, but we are going to do our best now that we have a back catalog that we can work through. You may notice a couple of audio inconsistencies later in the episode. That is because some of these episodes were recorded pre the end of the world circa 2020, and and some were recorded after everything went to hell. So there were some distanced episodes. We did go on a brief hiatus because of all of this COVID stuff, but we are back in the recording studio now safely and have our healthy back catalog that we can work through now. If you'd like to keep up on our book two updates, follow us on Twitter and tweet at us. We love interacting with people and really it's the best way to get your input on the show. I am still open to adding character names into the show based on people who tweeted us or taking listener questions in the bounty board. Whatever you want to do, talk to us and we will do our best to accommodate you. After all, without you, we wouldn't have a season one, let alone a season two. So as always, I appreciate you guys. 
Of course, not changing for season two is our excellent theme music, Light Years From Home, by the wonderful musician Andromeda. Please do us a favor, go check them out at andromeda.bandcamp.com. Their music is great, they're constantly uploading new stuff, and we can't recommend them enough. This episode is already long enough without me rambling on, so I'm going to drop you guys back in and we'll uh, go on a little one-on-one with our players. Until next time. Isaac, it's been... One week since you... <laughs> nope. Can we leave Hell that yeah. in? <laughs> Isaac, it's been a couple days since you got your tour of the city. Uh, you spent the days mostly keeping to yourself, I assume, uh, studying what you can from your tome in order to draw more magic from it, basically. I want you to make an arcana check for me. 13. Yeah, so you flip through these pages as you flip through them, learn not necessarily new things, but see that the book is growing with you almost as if when you flip through new pages, you're like, oh, I I can do that. But then eventually you flip to a page and it's almost in like gibberish as if the words are moving on their own and you can't decipher it. I do have eyes of the runekeeper. (laughs) What does that do? Lets me read any language. It's not necessarily that it's it's in another language. It's almost as if the words are morphing, as if they're in a state of flux. You haven't learned what you don't know yet. Does it react? Like, if I touch it, does it react at all? I mean, you feel, as you run your fingers across the pages, you feel the warmth of the light that you're familiar with from your magic, but it doesn't do anything when you touch it. You basically could deduce that the pages unlock the closer you grow, or the more you grow in your power. The more you have absorbed the light from your patron and the plane they're from, the more your abilities grow. Guess that's a good stopping point for today. You put your book away, and was there anything in particular you wanted to do? Uh, I think I just want to practice honing my swordsmanship more. Yeah, there's a training yard in the back of the um, bar, like in a like a backyard almost, just basically a sand floor with a couple dummies. You're just basically trying to improve your form. And as you are striking these dummies, you kind of lose yourself in the process, like just in your thoughts. And before long, as you're striking, you find yourself striking at a tree. Like a big tree? Yeah, you are actually standing in the clearing that you last saw Lucina. (sighs) I look around frantically. It's empty. There's nobody here right now. Uh, Is my sword still in my hand? No. Uh... I go to touch the tree that I almost hit. Yeah, you uh, reach out to touch this tree that you were sparring with. And as you touch it, this vision fades. And you are now touching the training dummy that you were sparring with. The fuck is happening to me? Is my sword still in my hand? Yes. Okay. Is there any way for me to like discern what the hell is happening? Make an arcana check, but make it with advantage. 19. Based on your experiences that you've had, it's almost as if when you're going wherever you're going, it's a weightless sensation, as if you are projecting yourself there. It's happened in times where you've lost focus on the things around you and just let everything melt away. So while you were training and you were just focused on that, the world around you faded. When you were stuck in stone, you woke up in this same place. 
Is there anybody else in this room with me? Um, there's nobody else in this pit right now. It's kind of early morning. I'm going to sit down and plant my sword in front of me and kind of just stare at my reflection and try to meditate. Yeah, you sit down in front of your sword and just stare back at this reflection and you can see it kind of waver and it takes some concentration but after about 15 minutes the world around you fades and you are back in that clearing sitting in front of this tree i just try to take in like as much of it as i can like obviously uh, the scenery is somewhat familiar but it's still different kind of it's almost as if you're you're standing in a, a piece of frozen time and as you run your fingers across the flowers, you, you can feel like the blood that was on the flowers on your fingers. It's still wet. But this place is warm, radiant warm. Is that that darkness still surrounding everything? You don't see any signs of the darkness you saw the last time. Whatever it was, wasn't there for you. I'm just going to try to wander a bit then and explore. Yeah, you walk through this walk through this forest and as you step forward you walk back out into the clearing it's almost as if this is just all there is here as you walk it repeats Hmm. think like the lost woods from zelda yeah yeah is my book still with me yes i take out my book and examine it see if anything's changed as you like flip through the pages of the book it's glowing brighter than it was as if it's feeding off like the pure radiant energy in this plain for lack of a better term but you still can't decipher those new pages um and as you read it you hear like a muffled voice yelling out in the distance i turn to face that direction and you whip your head around and it's almost as if the voice is coming from all around you and then from out of the woods that old man steps through the woods um and like brushes himself off and walks up to you he's got a short like gray beard and short gray hair he is dressed in like a brown cloak with gold trim uh and he walks up and he says well i gotta admit this is a bit of a strange place to find you do i know this man not by looking at him um who are you no 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 i'm asking the questions here okay what are you doing here i don't know Well, you're causing quite a spike in energy, I hope you know that. You're like a beacon. Okay, so what is this place? Uh, You tell me. If I had to guess, slice of the celestial plane. The what? The celestial plane. I assume you're familiar with it. You're radiating radiant energy. Uh, I mean, I've heard of it, yeah, but how? This is the part where I ask you how. I wish I had answers. I don't know. Do you have some sort of connection to this place? I mean, I don't, but I think I knew somebody who did. Okay, so you have a connection to someone who knew this place. She's not here anymore, but I show him my bracer. Okay, that explains a lot. So you're bound to whoever this is. Sure, yeah. I can't take this off, (laughs) and for some reason it lets me... Why would you want to take it off? You know people would kill to have the power you have, right? Yeah, That doesn't mean that it's always a good thing. Oh, what do you have to complain about, Isaac? Who are you? (laughs) I told you I'm asking the questions. What do you have to complain about? If you know who I am, then you know the answer to that question. Just because I know who you are doesn't mean I know everything about you. I only know what the eyes told me. You're wanted by the Elorian Inquisition. 
magically inclined, got a pretty hefty bounty on your head. Don't worry, I'm not here to claim it. Why should I believe you? You won't even tell me your name. If I wanted you dead, I would have just smote you where you stand. You might think you're a big shot with your radiant energy, but I've got a lot more training than you do. I don't. (laughs) I don't pretend to even understand half of the things that she used to do. Okay, so it's a woman. Yeah, I should have said that. I'm I'm gonna go, but I'm try I try to break focus. Yeah, it fades away, and so does this man. Ah, <sighs> uh, okay. I um, is there anybody in this room with me now? No, it's still empty. Yeah, I'm very flustered, so I I grab my sword and I start to leave. Yeah, where are you going? I honestly, I think I just want to walk, just yeah. like aimlessly for a bit, clear my head. Yeah, you walk through the town. It's still kind of quiet because it's early in the morning. There's not a lot of people out. As you walk through the bazaar, you can see people setting up their stalls. But there's nothing really of note through the town. And then a man steps out in front of you. And it's the same man you saw. Fuck! And he says, that's clever, running away by removing yourself from the equation. You can't run away from everything, you know. Ran away from the Inquisition, ran away from home, running away from... Someone who's trying to help you. What do you want? I want to know what you have to complain about. Isaac gets real choked up and his face turns red. Uh, and you can, he's trying to keep things together. God, she raised such a coward. You were never like this as a boy. Uh, Isaac, he gets super confused for a moment. Uh, can I get a better look at his armor now that I can see him in person? He's not wearing armor. He just has oh, a just cloak on. Stuff. How did you know my mom? I trained your mother. You were with the consortium? Yeah. Your father came to me and asked me for help when your mother awoke to her powers. And I helped her. I was there when you were born. You probably don't remember me. My name's Alfred. Oh. Although, if I remember correctly, the words you used to refer to me was Unky Alfie. Oh, Unky. I- um, I I don't know what to say. Uh, I'm. His face turns red, and he he starts grinding his teeth. Where the fuck were you? I've been here in Torelia, trying to find new life for the people that that country cast out. You couldn't have been there for him. Been there for who? I could tell by the fact that you're holding his sword that your father is probably dead. But you should know, he came to me and told me to leave. If it wasn't for your father, I'd be dead. Before they turned on the consortium. A lot of people would be dead. He was a good man. Proud to call him my friend. Isaac starts crying and he gives him a hug. God, I didn't know Rain raised such a cry, baby. <laughs> this old guy is a dick. Yeah, why is Ashvale just full of dicks? Like, <laughs> everyone here's a Rafe? dick. <laughs> Who else is a dick? <laughs> the dragon. Yeah. The dragon Char- is, 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 a is this guy's familiar? Yeah. They're basically the same person. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So? Uh, he actually pushes you away uh, and says, Poor little Isaac. Has life so hard, doesn't he? Unky. Why? <laughs> what do you want, Alfred? I want to know what you have to complain about. You keep asking me that question. Because I don't see a lot that you should be complaining about. From the sounds of it, your dad did a pretty good job keeping you safe. You're alive, aren't you? Yeah. 
Okay. Whatever patron you're bound to did a good job keeping you safe. So that's two, I'm counting, that you're alive. It must be so hard to have people around you who put their lives on the line for you. I didn't ask for this. You didn't. But we don't ask for a lot of the responsibilities we're shackled with. I tried to give. I tried to give. I tried to give my life for her. Yeah. It sucks when things don't work out the way that you want them to. But you're still walking around here, and you must have some sort of goal rather than sitting in a room and pitying yourself all day. And what would you have me do? Since you seem to have all the answers about what I should be doing. It's not about what you should be doing. It's about doing what you want to rather than holding yourself back. It's the same thing I tried to tell your mother, and she was brilliant, but she never would tap into what she had. It was a shame that she didn't pass it on to you, but it seems that you have a second chance of that. Are we done? If you want to be, I'm not going to make you do anything against your will. It's not safe for me to talk to you. You have literally all the eyes of the city on you. I'm aware now. Well, whatever you do, when you decide to stop complaining about how hard things are for you, reach out to me. And he hands you a clear crystal sphere. He says, just pump that full of whatever magical energy you've got brewing inside you. I have the twin on the other side. It'll light up and I'll contact you. It's not safe for us to meet in person. I snatch the crystal out of his hand and pocket it and walk away. And as you turn, it fades from existence. It's almost as if time starts to move around you as people begin to return going about their business. Oh, what the fuck? Ugh. What a dick. <laughs> you spend the next couple weeks just meditating and further enhancing that connection you have to that place. Uh, and I want you to take a feat. It's going to be the Celestial Adept. It's basically the Elemental Adept, but just for radiant damage. Okay. Wiz, it's been a couple days since you toured the city with uh, with Rave, and this particular day has brought you to Issa's shop. And as you walk in and the little bell chimes above the door, uh, you can see Issa, like, readying deliveries and just rearranging her store, dusting thick layers of dust, like, probably dust that's been there forever, off of everything, as if she's, like, frantically trying to clean. And she looks at you... Oh. Oh, uh, hey, Wiz. Hey. It's good to see you. Isa, what's up? Place is looking good. Getting all fancy, cleaned up. Getting it all fancy. I've got a a top secret thing coming soon, and I I think it's going to turn this shop around. Oh. Yeah, I... Can you tell me what it is? And I kind of, like, wink. If you can wait a couple minutes, I'm expecting the delivery pretty soon. I can just show you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to... I'm Can I take so... a browse around while you? Oh. Absolutely, help 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 yourself. If you have any questions, just let me know. You seem pretty excited for this. I'm very excited. I've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> Can we adopt Isa into our group too? I love her so much. She's awesome. Um, That's not a no. <laughs> How else has business been going? Do you need any help around the shop? Um, I mean, once we get the new display situated. If you want to help while I set everything up for the unveiling, yeah, I could use some help with some deliveries around the town. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
I'm going to go look at some of Kako's collections. Um, um, it's it's actually been moved from the nonfiction <laughs> or from the fiction to the nonfiction. Oh, okay. um, and it's like, you can tell that Les has been here because it's like oh. in immaculate order, like alphabetized like perfectly. Mm. And a couple new additions have been added to the shelf. Oh, okay. We should move it back. And I was wondering what the most interesting book to whiz would be on this shelf there's it looks like a few have been added to the collection so um the psychedelic effects of tarasque toe jam the subtitle kako how to not get eaten by a tarasque kako has definitely never fought a tarasque no but the book is not about how to kill a tarasque I mean, okay to be fair, it's about how to not get eaten by a tarasque <laughs> slash get some psychedelic toe jam for use of hunting other creatures fair enough i'm gonna Check out this book or purchase it. You have no money. Rafe has a new mission in life. <laughs> Can I return this in a couple days? Uh, she, she looks at you. She says, it's fine. They haven't really been flying off the shelf like they used to. I'm, um, sh- I'm sure if you if you took it for a couple days, just don't don't like bend any of the pages or anything. No, I would never. I had Kako sign that one, so it might be worth something. <laughs> is it actually signed? It is. Oh, wow. Okay. Is it worth anything? To the right person, probably. To Lessa. It would be- <laughs> Actually, looking at the signature, it looks as though it was signed by Lessa in Kako's signature. <laughs> what? <laughs> like you have her just assistant signing all her stuff. <laughs> I guess I'm going to wait till this new package arrives and just kind of mull over my new psychedelic toe jam book. <laughs> you flip through this book, and it's only a couple more minutes before Issa says, Wagon wheels. And she <laughs> walks outside the door. So much excitement that like the door like almost buckles on its hinges. As you head outside, uh, there's a rather large wagon heading in the direction of the shop that's got a pretty sizable box, like wooden crate on the back of it. And Issa is like rubbing her hands together excitedly. <laughs> and she says, oh, it cost me a small fortune, but it's going to be worth every penny. Do you need help? Getting it off the cart? Uh, yeah, if you want to take like half of this crate, I'll take the other half. And as this crate pulls up, it's about like six, seven feet long <laughs> and about five feet tall. And as she walks up to one side of the crate, uh, as she steps, she grows in size to about 10 feet tall <clears throat> and grabs that half, of her half of the crate. It says, do you got it? I say... Yeah, I got it, and I'm going to cast Levitate on the crate, but I'm going to pretend like I'm picking it up and look like I'm super strong. All right, yeah. Uh, she's not paying attention, so you just get that off and don't have to trick her or anything. She's going to buy it 100%. Sweet. Um, Thank God. You, she lifts this crate up and like slides it on the ground, and as she does, she says, Thank you! And like the wagon starts taking off. <laughs> Oh, you didn't have to sign any papers or anything? Oh, they know who I am. (laughs) I I get a lot of stuff uh, delivered, so. Um, Okay, well, let's crack this bad boy open. Yeah, did you get smaller? Oh, no, I got taller. She, she, like, rubs her face and, like, she begins to, like, shrink that back down to size. To the size you recognize her at. See, I got bigger now. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) I think I got smaller, but I guess in relation you got bigger. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to go grab a crowbar. (laughs) Wait, (laughs) let me help with that. She runs into the shop and comes back out uh, a couple seconds later with a crowbar. Do you want to do the honors? 
Oh no, it's all you. You seem way too hyped about this, so I definitely oh. want to get the first peek at it. <laughs> she uh, jams the crowbar into the side of this and begins prying the nails out. And as it the front of this crate falls open, uh, she wheels out a display of a taxidermied animal that is half shark, half rhino. Hell yeah. And she's like, oh, they said it wasn't real. And I got one. <laughs> I got one. And now I'm going to prove everybody wrong. Oh, no. Wow. This is amazing. What I, do you call it? I don't know. I'm too excited. I'm so flustered. <laughs> is it real? Let's take an insight check. 19. Nope. It is very poorly taxidermy oh it is clearly God. just two animals that have been sewed together haphazardly oh in no. an attempt to create a new animal I have it options. looks great isa <laughs> I, I know i didn't expect to ever actually see a real one just the illustrations and novels where did you read this at there's a wonderful publication that I've I've been keeping up with. Uh, it's called the Torellian Inquirer. It has tons of information about strange and unique animals that are just being discovered that no one's ever seen before. I'd love to subscribe to this. <laughs> Some uh, of the I will give you my reference number because then I can get three months for free. <laughs> I have two name options. <laughs> What's going on? What do they call this magnificent creature? I came up with this one. It's a rark. They call it a shino. A shinoceros? Uh, <laughs> shinoceros, that's good. A shino. Wow. You think it'd be a little bit more shiny with that kind of name? No, it's because shark. Oh, yeah, I see the fins. And I the, can see the why teeth. you got confused. Yeah. Though. You know, have you ever heard of something called a Bentley? Oh my god. (laughs) What's a Bentley? It's like this small four-legged creature that kind of like parks at you almost. Oh. And it stays by your side. That sounds wonderful. I must have one for my collection. Well, it's better alive, but... Oh. Yeah, okay, that works too. (laughs) Because it always stays next to you. If it's stuffed, it doesn't move and it always stays next to you too. How much taxidermied stuff does she have? A lot. <laughs> you noticed it when you were first in her shop that she has like stuffed jackalopes and other yeah. <laughs> other real creatures. Real in air quotes. Real. Creatures. No quotes. <laughs> but I have to tell the whole town. I have to get ready for the unveiling. You deliver those packages and and give them these flyers. And she has like handwritten flyers that say, "Come see a new life form." <laughs> Discovered for the first time in person. All right. I'll go spread the news of the Shino. Um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of head out on the town. I'm going to pocket my uh, toe jam book and kind of go around from place to place I've been now, like by Jerry's and um, to the Axe Rest to kind of like drop off these flyers and put them on little bulletin boards around yeah. the town. As you go through the packages she gave you, um, the first one on the list needs to be delivered to the Circle of Insight. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) It's the bad vibes, dragon. All right. I guess I'm going to go and counter Charb. Everybody loves him, Charb. That's what everybody says. And I kind of like just keep telling myself that as I walk in. (laughs) 
You walk towards the Circle of Insight and back into the main entryway with the starry sky ceiling. Um, And as you do, a slender elf man walks up to you and says, Do you have any idea how long I've been waiting for those ingredients? I'm used to Issa's deliveries being late, but this is ridiculous. How long has it been? You were supposed to be here like two hours ago. Oh, well... I swear, if she didn't have access to some of those rare ingredients, I wouldn't do business with her. Time is a construct. Listen. Time is valuable for someone like me. Give me my ingredients and be on your way. Listen, is good, man. No worries. Good vibes here. Here's your ingredients. He snatches them from your hands. I'll, uh, pleasure doing business with you again. Whatever. <laughs> he, he walks away. <laughs> okay, I go uh, meet some more people. Yeah, you head to the next delivery, which is in the kind of the noble part of town, and it's delivered a woman named Isabel. And as you go to the address, you are buzzed through a gate and you approach a bright white house and knock on the door. And as you do, uh, a butler answers the door and says, yes, what can I do for you? I have a package from uh, Isa uh, for a young Isabel or an old Isabel. Oh, I wonder what she ordered this time. Great. (laughs) He takes it from you. Was there anything else? Um, no, that would be it. But you know, if... You need anything else, you know where to find him. Yes, I'm sure that young Master Isabel will contact you again at some point. She sure is the collector of things. Are you giving these people... What kinds of things? Whatever eclectic items that Issa manages to swindle her on. Have you been giving these people the little pamphlets? Here's a pamphlet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Isabel will love it. I'm sure she will. I'll pass it along. Thank you. No problem. I give a little sparkle wave and I head off. Yeah, he shuts the door. Um, The next package is for Kako, of all people. (laughs) Whoa, Kako. I know where he's at. I don't know where he's at. Where's he at? Probably at the Axe Rest. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I go to the Axe Rest. Uh, Yeah, you return to the Axe Rest for what feels like the third time today. Um, And this package that that you're dropping off is uh, about five feet long. Um, It's like a square box and it says for Lessa on it. And you bring it to Kako. Hey, Kako, I'm doing deliveries around town and guess what? I got this box. (laughs) Nice. It's for you. (laughs) And put it behind me. Thank you. (laughs) I'm not tipping. Fast and efficient. That's what they call me. Okay. At least they have been. Bringing good vibes to the people of all of Asheville. I'm entirely sure, yes. They call it Chillvale now. You haven't been mentioning drugs to strangers again, have you? Take this flyer. What is the thing? If you're interested in it, Isa says there's a subscription. Um, and if you sign up for it, she can get like three months for free. What is the thing, It's a though? cool exhibition. You probably like it. There's a bunch of freaky stuff there. It's, it's going to be jamming. <laughs> it's not the it's not those inquire things or is it i think she did say the word inquire but mm. it's more like revelation do you know how much they've hurt me <laughs> <laughs> what they hurt those you garbage articles that they put out <laughs> and they always are set next to my books like they're the same but they're not i go out and i kill these things myself and then i write about them they just make things up you have beef with these guys? You think guys? I'm in this for the money? Do I look like a rich person? No, I mean, we literally have been 
getting attacked by things for weeks. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I do this for science and also personal revenge, but mostly science. <laughs> I'm just delivering bail. <laughs> I start crying. <laughs> I crumple up the little fucking pamphlet and I throw it on the ground. And I walk away. Have a chill day. <laughs> <laughs> Your deliveries uh, with these pamphlets have not been going well. <laughs> I don't know. I think Isabel might like it. <laughs> the last package you have to deliver is addressed to Tomlinson of Tomlinson Shop. Ah. Tomlinson's Tomlinson's. What kind of box does it look like? Can I rattle it a little bit? You rattle it a little bit and it rattles back. As if something inside is, like, <laughs> pressing against the sides of this box trying to get out. Uh, I cautiously hold it, but take it as fast as possible to Tomlinson's. Yeah, you open Tomlinson's shop, um, and he's- Here's your package! Whoa, 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 whoa okay, yes. I uh, throw it across the room. Oh, careful, that's very, they're, they're very delicate. If you disturb them, there's no telling what kind of damage they could cause, and he bats the box. Oh, it's definitely disturbed. It's okay. It's safe in my shop. If anything happens, you should probably leave if it does. What is it? It's very dangerous. The important thing is, Issa found it, and now it will never hurt anyone again. Can I make an insight check? (laughs) Yeah. What are you trying to intuit? I'm trying to, like, if he's telling the truth. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. Um, 24. Yeah, he's telling the truth. Oh, my God. Damn it, Tomlinson. Well, um, I hope it brings good vibes Oh, I'm going to put it in a deep, dark safe. Oh. Where, where, no, it can never hurt anyone again. Well, then bad vibes be gone. Yes. Yeah. Just making the world a better place. See you later. Bye. Uh, yeah, you return to Issa's shop. Uh, she has pushed everything inside to the sides and turned off all the lights except for one that is now above this newly displayed... China. Shinoceros, which is covered in a cloak, and it is, like, brightly lit. She's got ten chairs set up for this big unveiling, but there's no one there. Well, they'll probably be here in a couple hours. Oh, but the thing said six o'clock sharp. You're right, maybe they're running late. Maybe. I definitely put out the flyers. Oh, I believe you. I have no reason to not believe you. You're a good person. (laughs) I'm such a bad person. (laughs) What? No, you're a good person. I didn't give it to one person, Issa. <laughs> Who? Tomlinson. Oh, no. We, <laughs> we have to tell Tomlinson. I forgot about it because his package was really creepy. Oh, it yes. don't. I, did you not read the warning label that said, do not shake? <laughs> I'm not good with instructions. Oh, well. And I'm unreliable. It's in my flaw. You're not. It's not, it's not too late. We can go tell Tomlinson. Okay. Let's go tell Tomlinson. <laughs> I regret everything. Uh, yeah, you walk down and catch Tomlinson as he's closing up his shop. And he says, oh, uh, wasn't expecting to see you again so soon. And, and hello, Issa. Hey. Uh, the package is, is safe and secure. If you're closing up, you want to come see this really cool exhibition? I give him a flyer. Oh, did you get something new for your collection, Issa? Uh, yeah, I, I did. It's really exciting. Uh, I, I'd love to come see it. I've, I've got some time to kill. Let, let's go. You uh, return to Issa's shop with Tomlinson and take a seat in the chairs uh, that she has set up. It's just the two of you. Kako and Lessa walk into the door. Lessa holding the flyer very excitedly. <laughs> <laughs> Kako good, I like that. hurt, betrayed. Yeah. Just... 
over Rafe there. Rafe would so. totally go if she had been invited. <laughs> uh, I mean, make I put a... put it up in the tavern. Make a perception check. <laughs> uh, eight. Yeah, with an eight, you, you oh. the flyer is like, it stands out. You're able to see this flyer, so you can come to the exhibition if you want. <laughs> All right. Don't know what it's about, but it looks cool. <laughs> Why not? I love Issa. We'll so, see. yeah, you guys head to the exhibition uh, and take a seat where Issa is now standing in front of this covered taxidermy that she has purchased and she says oh there's so many people here <laughs> oh my <laughs> sorry five i need a second uh, <laughs> i who uh well take take a seat take a seat okay. uh, i'll go get you some water thank you and then uh afterwards do you, do you want me to kind of read off the description of this of this or do you want to take full reins oh no, no if, if you want to do it that's totally fine I, I just i was only offering because you look a little bit overwhelmed but... i'm just not used to talking in front of so many people oh <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i go i go get her some water and sit her down and I kind of hand out a couple more like inqui- inquiries <laughs> yes. to the people. Uh, well, the inquiries the magazine, not the pamphlet. Are you handing out the magazine? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> it's got the Sharno sh- sh- in it. Yeah. Yeah, you hand out the <laughs> copies of the Inquirer that mention <laughs> this creature. <laughs> I immediately rip it in half. Hey, I paid like, for that. I'll You're pay gonna- you back. Okay, cool. I keep That's one up. sale today. <laughs> I keep tearing it up from my seat. <laughs> Stupid magazines. So what have you brought us here for, Wiz? Uh, look at my guy. Look at this dude. He's still got a cover on him. <laughs> <laughs> look at this dude. Look at me. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I kind of walk over and I'm like, well, Isa has procured... Hey, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Yusa has procured a magnificent creature the likes nobody has ever seen before. If you can believe it with your own eyes, here it is. And I rip off the fucking sheet over it. Um, yeah, you rip off the sheet, revealing the Shinoceros to everybody in the room. Issa, like, begins clapping really excitedly as she sees it, uh, as well as uh, Tomlinson is giving, like, a hearty clap. And he says, oh, wow, Issa, this is probably the best thing in your entire collection. Is I, it? I, I, know. <laughs> I know. It's, I spent a lot of money on it, so I'm very happy with, with my purchase. Can I make an insight to see how much money she probably would have spent on this thing? Isa, how much was it? This was 2,000 gold pieces. Oh, God. It was worth every penny. It was my entire savings. 200 no. platinum? Can, can Kako tell this thing is fake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, immediately. No, it's not. It's not real. Blessa uh, is still, like, clapping, though. She's just, I know, but she's a friend. It looks great, Isa. Thank you. I'm so proud. It was going to bring some real business here, finally. Yeah, everybody's going to want to come see what this is. That was the idea. It's it's an investment. Sometimes you have to spend all your money to make money. You know, as somebody who just spent all their money, I understand what you mean. Well, thank you for coming to my exhibit. I'm so glad I got to unveil this to everybody. You did a good job being me, Wiz. <laughs> I, yeah, it was really chill. I mean, we all out here vibing. Thanks for coming, Kako. I'm very upset. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm gonna go stand by the door and kind of, like, 
wave people as they go home. Yeah, you wave everyone off. Um, and as you wave out Tomlinson, Tomlinson look, looks up at you and says, Can you come with me? It's not about the boxing, is it? No, the box is taken care of. Oh, Don't worry about all it. All right. It was really giving me like creepy vibes. Well, also, it, it, I mean, it should have. It was a creepy item. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. You have good. You have good uh, instinct. No, I don't. <laughs> Let me help out Yisa, and then I'll come out and meet you outside. Yeah, I'll meet you at my shop. Oh, okay. You help out Isa and then wish her uh, farewell uh, before you head down to Tomlinson's shop. And uh, he's got the lights back on. And as you enter his shop, he says, that was a real nice thing you did. Oh, yeah, man. Of course. Most, Isa's my friend. Most people won't give Isa the, the time of day. But she's a good person. Yeah. Honestly, I could tell about her from the moment we met. You have good insight on people. Well, sometimes. I don't know. I believe in everybody. I kind of follow what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> exactly. God, it's like nobody gets it around here. <laughs> there, there was a time where I would give my, my magical possessions out to, to people who did good deeds. Um, it's been a while since I did that, but I want to give one more to someone who helped another person in need. Oh, Okay. And he rummages through a pile of artifacts, and he pulls out a glass tube that's wrapped in, like, brown cloth. Um, is this a bong? <laughs> no. I had to ask. Did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, what is it? He unwraps it while you hold it. He says, uh, well, they, they call it a lightning rod. And as you as, as you look at this glass tube, it's like crackling with electric energy inside of it, as if the lightning is like trapped inside. Um, he says, if you attune yourself to this, uh, it's, it will empower your lightning. I can tell just by looking at you, you, you give off a kind of static energy. I gave him some sparkles out of my hands. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> this will be great. Yeah. So basically what this item does is when you attune yourself to it, it shatters and basically you can summon a bolt of lightning that superpowers your lightning attacks, basically. It adds plus one to all your attack rolls that are lightning-based and to your DC for lightning-based attacks. And it can't be taken from you once you're attuned to it. It lets off bright light for a five-foot radius when you're holding it. Yeah. Uh, Tomlinson bids you good night. <laughs> And uh, says, I hope that serves you well. Thank you so much. Oh, thank this is you. like the dopest shit I've gotten ever. Well, in that sense, Vern gave me my guitar and... Wait, you know Vern? What? You know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vern, Vern raised me. Oh, you're that whiz. How is whiz there another whiz? <laughs> out there probably well, i mean uh, khalifa but whatever <laughs> yeah i'm that whiz i think well I, I would assume so if you put two and two together if you know him and he knows you and he's mentioned you has he mentioned me yes oh he said i should be on the lookout for you i guess i kind of let it slip my mind how to keep track of everything i've been there where is he that nowadays have you seen recently probably a couple months ago he passed through town Isa was saying the same thing yeah uh he was looking for an elder tree if i remember correctly an elder tree yes something about uh the veil between our world and the fae growing weak 
was looking for an elder tree. It's one of the first anchors that attached this realm to that realm. He didn't say anything about that when he left. He was just, you know, he's always been more of that guy where he's just kind of like, peace out, and then he just does his thing. No, that sounds like Vern. Yeah. Did you give him any leads on where to go? I told him that I would research it and, and reach out to him. Said he was staying in one of the other holds, and that if I sent a message to him, he would respond and we'd head out together. But you haven't heard from him? Not since he left. Oh, you didn't find anything either? Not yet. Seeking out ancient myths that may or may not exist. It's our desperate times, I guess. Well, I mean, I'll keep a lookout for him. Yeah, and if you find anything about the Elder Tree, let me know and I'll send a message to him. Well, thank you very much. Not a problem. Thank you again for helping Isa. Yeah, and I kind of take my gift and I wave him goodbye as I go. Yeah, he waves goodbye and uh, shuts down his shop and it goes dark inside. All right, Kako, back at the axe rest, you walk upstairs and you see Lessa sitting in a corner table all by herself, uh, surrounded by books and jotting things down in a journal like she does as part of her daily ritual. You cross the room, and as you do, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, (laughs) That's an eight. As you walk across this room, you are hit upside the head with a bottle of rum that just flew across the room but as you are are hit by this rum you're kind of taken aback and the whole room goes silent and you turn in the direction that the rum was thrown and you see a man sipping on another bottle of rum and twirling a dagger on the table did he throw the bottle at me you could probably safely intuit that yes uh okay what the fuck okay (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna keep walking. Make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I miss again. <laughs> Another bottle of rum flies in your direction. Hey, you're gonna ignore me? You know who I am? Who said that? He stands up and like gestures at himself. Uh, and as he stands up, you can see like a giant claw mark across his chest. It looks like he was ripped open at one point. Oh wow! You must be really bad at that. <laughs> hey. Fuck you, all right? I had to deal with it once with your fucking master. Uh I'm not going to take it from you, too. I mean, at least you could understand him. (laughs) I didn't know what the fuck he was saying. Oh, okay. Came down here speaking gibberish for all I knew. But what I do know is he took my bounty, and he points to the red worm that's on the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was mine, and he took it from me. And now I'm a fucking joke here. I'm pretty sure you were a joke before, if I'm being honest. He steps, uh, stands up <laughs> on the table and draws the dagger in your direction. He's like, oh, you're a real funny man, aren't you? Oh, you're an adult with a knife. <laughs> and as he takes another step towards you, the rest of the bar stands up and draws their weapons in his direction. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. I'm done. I'm done. I'll get my revenge some other time. And he right. walks out. Anyway, yeah, you walk over to Lessa, and Lessa has like not been paying attention to what's been going on. Perfect. She didn't see me miss those fucking dex throws. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk to the table and play Lessa. Oh, oh yes. Uh, what? When did you get here? Uh, just now. Oh, I guess I wasn't as lost in my books as I thought I was. Oh, what are you reading? Uh, she closes her journal before you can take a look at it. Nothing. Just reading up on monster stuff. Okay. What's on the agenda today? We are going to go figure out 
stuff about that is not specific no but we are dealing with non-specific issues all right like i said you've yet to steer me wrong so far um uh, let's go see isa yes do we need supplies do you have your axe no i meant because we're going to talk to isa what would we need supplies to talk to isa for <laughs> no do we need supplies from isa oh no Okay, I like Issa, so let's go talk. Yes. Um, as you w- w- go to walk out the bar, Ostra calls you over and says, Don't worry about that guy. Guy's a douche. What guy? The guy who tried to attack you. Oh, that guy? Yeah, guy's a douche. Yeah. He got his whole he got his whole party slaughtered, and he'd be dead if it wasn't for Frydenstifter. So, uh, I don't know, he's got a chip on his shoulder about it. I think he's got a chip out of his chest, if I'm being honest. <laughs> Regardless, he's not welcome around here anymore. Yay, awesome. Perfect. Thank you. You head off in the direction of Issa's shop, and as you walk in, you see Wiz, like, leaving, just going about their business. Issa. Oh, uh, hey, Kaku. I believe I mentioned to you at some point about books regarding weird water god monsters. Yeah, um, I've been putting my feelers out there, but, uh, weird water monsters is a very non-specific thing to ask for. Again, we are dealing with non-specific issues. So, um, I mean, we've got uh, kelpies, aboliths, we've got giant squids. Dealing more with the deity, kind of. Hmm. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can I can go to church, see what they know. Do you know if there are any people who specialize in, like, weird warlockiness? You can check with the circle. They're all about weird stuff over there. Yeah, let's, let's go talk to those weirdos. I thought Isaac said that he didn't trust that place. Rave's been telling us not to go. And... Yeah, but Isaac doesn't trust me, so it clearly shows a, a fault in his judgment. Yeah, okay. Let's go. You guys walk into the big room with the ceiling made of stars, and as you walk in, there's someone waiting for you. Oh, hello. Hi. And a dragonborn in a uh, white cloak walks up to you. Kako Ikeo. Uh, that is my name. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Avis. I'm sure it is. You know my name. I shake your hand. <laughs> but I suppose you're not here to introduce yourself or brag about monsters you've slain. No, I could do that anytime. <laughs> this is my apprentice, young Lessa. Yes, I, I have heard. Yes, she's quite remarkable. Uh, well, that remains to be she seen. She killed a mind flare. She's quite remarkable. That is impressive. When you killed this mind flare, did you know you were doing it? From what I've heard, your powers can be temperamental. We picked up a man who said that uh, that you murdered his wife. Oh! Oh, no! Uh, she says, I don't remember murdering anyone's wife. Dang, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the dragonborn lady aside. Excuse me? I was talking to her. I need to have a word. You are having words right now. Lessa, can you uh, take a step aside as though I were taking this person aside? But in fact, you are being taught... Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll go sit down, I guess. Thank you. Listen. I'm listening. That's probably her dad. I, I know it's her dad. Yeah. Although he does not consider her his daughter anymore. Well, yeah, so we're kind of not treating that relationship as though it's a thing. But it's still probably, like, incredibly painful for her. 
You can't shield her from her pain forever. No. She has to work through it if she... But I would like to know more about her weird, crazy powers before putting her in an emotionally compromising situation. You know, like a smart person. I think the smartest thing to do would be to find out what the limits of her powers might be. What she can control in a situation such as this where we can pull her back. But can you? We've dealt with far stranger cases than this one. Cool. But what do you know about this one? If I had to guess... Warlock of some description? That's what I was thinking, yes. Definitely ancient, whatever she's latched onto. Mm-hmm. Doesn't appear she's made any sort of bargain that uh, she's aware of. Mm-hmm. Father didn't seem to know anything about it either. He's I'm, not going to be a problem anymore. I'm thinking ancient relic of some kind. Possible. Yes. She did grow up in Shalorim, according to her father. Mm-hmm. Could be, although I don't know what sort of sea monster would call itself home in a dwarven cave. Could be just dumb luck but uh we won't know until we push those buttons and see what happens Mm. lessa oh yes come here real quick she saunters up to you uh yeah what's up this person's probably going to be very rude to you for a bit it's all right though i'm not going to be rude but i'm not going to lie this isn't going to be easy uh what what's not going to be easy well i'm going to attempt to basically push the buttons of whatever is controlling your powers and see what happens but don't worry i'm going to be here for you i've dealt with far worse situations than this one is this a good idea kako yeah none of them definitely ended up emotionally <laughs> scarred from this mm. she's already yeah put her in a cage lock I'm, her up i'm going to leave this up to you we can do this later if you want it is important that we know what we're dealing with like you that's what you've always taught me mm-hmm. is the first rule is to know what you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have written all those books if you weren't into experimentation. Maybe I'm just the the experiment this time. You're not the experiment this time. Yeah, but, I mean, if if I'm not, then what happens the next time I go lose control and I'm not able to come back from it? I already almost killed Wiz and Isaac and you in the cathedral. You didn't almost kill me. It was fine. I mean, tomato, tomato. (laughs) I think we should try this, and if it doesn't work, we try other things. Yeah, you are not a prisoner here. If you choose to leave, you will find no resistance. But I would suggest against it. It it might be difficult, but it's going to be worth it in the long run. Can I have a couple days to think about it? Yes, and then we leave. All right, I'll see you around, Lessa. It it was good of you to bring her here, Kako. Yeah. I'm not your enemy. No, but you're not my friend either. That's to be determined... There's nothing saying we can't be friends. She turns to leave. A couple days go by, and you could tell that Lessa's nervous about this, but she knows that it's the right thing to do. And before long, Wiz shows up with a package for you. And this package is about five feet long. Um, it's like a square box, and it says for Lessa on it. Hey, Kako, I'm doing deliveries around town, and guess what? I got this box. It's take, for you. Take, it. <laughs> take this flyer. What is the thing? It's a though? cool exhibition. There's a bunch of freaky stuff there. It's going to be jamming. Yeah, you have received a package from Isa, specifically the present you have requested for mm-hmm. uh, Lessa. Where is Lessa? Probably upstairs. Cool. I'm going to put the red flyer in my pocket and then go downstairs. You uh, head up to Lessa? And she's got her face in a book, and you can see she's writing, but she closes the book before you can come up and tucks it behind her. Hey, 
I was waiting for you. Uh, Lessa. Yeah. First of all, well, you know you don't have to hide things from me. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not hiding anything. You can see her cheeks are, are flush. Okay, it's fine. Liar! Anyway, I feel as though we should make it official. Yeah, I thought that Ostra said I couldn't be a member of the group. I don't care about that. That's oh, fine. That's not what you're talking about. Oh, okay. No. Uh, I would like to officially make you my apprentice, and then I, I, I give her the box with the javelin in it. Oh, oh um, presents. Okay, this is good. And she opens the box, and inside is a piece of reinforced driftwood that's been fashioned into a razor-sharp javelin. It's kind of got, like, teeth on the end of it, like it's serrated. And across the uh, handle of this, pictures, like, waves engulfing an island. Holy fuck, that's so much cooler than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, this is awesome. Right? You didn't have to do this. I'm just going to study and learn about whatever is controlling me. I'm going to be around. Yes. However, I'm also going to be teaching you how to do the monster slaying things. I wouldn't ask for anything else. Cool. And now officially with this, you, my apprentice. I accept. And she gives you a hug. Aw. But wait, before all that, I have a present for you. Oh my god. And she reaches behind her back, and she pulls out the journal she's been writing in. And on the side, it says, Volume 1. I've been keeping notes of everything that's happened since I met up with you. And I wrote a book. Oh my god. And I want you to be the first person to read it. And as you read through this, it's a chronicle of everything that's happened since she's met you. All of the stuff in the swamp and in Bog's Bottom, and how... You and the rest of the party were there for her when even her family gave up on her, and how she found a new family with all of you. Oh, fuck. We're gonna cry. (laughs) I can only accept this on one condition. Yes. I get to write the foreword when you publish this. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Issa said that I should give you this as well, and she hands you a box. And as you open it up, it's a holster that you can strap around your chest for your javelin. We gotta be careful. It's very rare. It's the Returner's Holster. Oh my god. If you attune that holster with a th- item that you can throw, it will return to you after you've thrown it. This is so fucking cool. I knew you'd like it. I'm You're always sick. throwing your javelin and having to go get it, so... <laughs> Damn, she got you. <laughs> Damn it. This is super cool. I don't have to walk so much. <laughs> Ah. You're gonna get so fast! <laughs> and then, later that day, you see Lessa off for her training at the Circle of Insight. Back at the Ask's Rest, it's been a couple of weeks since you first arrived in the city of Ashvale, and living here has sort of become second nature. You've become familiar with the sites and the different locations in the town. And tonight, as you're gathered in the bar, uh, it's a particularly uproarious night. You can see lots of people having drinks. Uh, The bar is packed. And as you are sitting together, enjoying the atmosphere of the packed bar, someone approaches your table, and you almost can't miss their approach. They're dressed in very fancy silk clothing, adorned with a wide variety of jewelry, accessories, and even their long brown hair is braided with beads and silver, causing them to make a very distinct jingling sound as they near your table. Without even asking, they pull a chair up to your table, as if they're familiar with you despite being a stranger. 
Oh, well, you are faces I haven't seen here before. Well, I certainly would have remembered your face. In response, they let out a light chuckle. Oh, you're too kind. It's a pleasure to meet you. My name's Radic. Oh, hey, hey, Radic. They turn their attention towards you, Rafe, and you get the impression that they weren't paying too much attention towards you as you're someone they're familiar with. Oh, Rafe, what a pleasure to see you again. Are these fine people friends of yours? These are my friends. Love them. They're great. Are you are you two old friends or something? I kind of like me back. I, w- I wouldn't call us friends, but I'm definitely uh, acquainted with the works of Rave. Yeah, I lean more towards the or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, how I appreciate that bite, Rave. <laughs> I kind of like look at Rave and I, I kind of like twist my fingers like a knot insinuating like were you guys a thing um <laughs> i hold up both my right and left index finger and hold them my entire arms reach length apart oh gods <laughs> no i've never had the pleasure <laughs> uh, oh okay look what's up radic what what what's up oh is it is it against the rules to try and find interesting people in an interesting place like this no but i was talking well, by all <laughs> means, I'm I'm here to talk. I'm done talking. What are you gonna say, Kako? Yeah, I was talking to Lessa about stuff. Lessa actually isn't here. God, he's hallucinating. Oh wait, isn't she at the circle? You know that this week is uh, her time at the uh, circle, training <sighs> with Avis before she comes back. You guys like switch off on on weeks, like your oh no separated parents. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm the weekend dad. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You get a full week. Oh, thank God. More dad issues in this group. Oh, it's like you get a week with Lessa. He gets a week with Lessa, like on and off. What do you want, Radic? Uh, well, uh, you guys appear to have a, an interesting sense about you. I can tell just by looking at you that you're intriguing people. What brings you to our little slice of heaven here in Ashvale? Uh, most people usually say that about me no matter where I go, but I appreciate... Oh, I'm sure they do. I appreciate... No, it's true. They do say that. The compliment. Anytime. Well, I'm here because I'm looking for somebody. Oh, looking for someone in the city of lost souls, as they call it. I mean, you're bound to find someone here to suit your needs, I'm sure. Well, I know they're, they were around here, but they're not here anymore. I'm just chilling for the moment till I can go look for him. Chilling. In the axe rest. Yeah. You know this is a place of work, don't you? Not that I'd know anything about that. And they stretch sarcastically and kick their feet onto the table as they relax. I mean, we're all hardworking here. Alright, listen, just last week, we were walking an elderly woman across the street to help her get to the stores. The Grand Bazaar. Well, odd jobs here and there might pass the time, but it makes for hardly an interesting tale. And while I might care more about the stories you have to tell, there are people here who tend to get offended by unsullied. What does that mean? We haven't been broken in yet. Means that you have no blood on your hands, no trophies on the wall, no jobs deposited. Not that I mind, but Thorok is back and she might. I'm sorry, oh. she's back? Uh, yeah. We just got back. Where do you think I've been this past month? Guys? 
Uh, sorry, are you in like a group with this Thorak or whatever she is? You come to the Axe Rest, call this place your home, but have no idea who Thorak is. She's basically head bitch around here. Quick, someone go pick a job. We gotta go now. Go. <laughs> oh, I look at Rave and I'm like, I don't know what kind of job should we take? Uh, as you guys are, are are talking about this, and Radic is laughing as you guys scurry, and you hear a loud thump at the door as a Goliath woman walks through the door, uh, dragging a giant warhammer behind her, and she yells out the door, Get that trophy in here in one piece, or I'll put your heads on the wall. Hey, Thor. Welcome back. Uh, she looks at you and just kind of scoffs. Yeah. She says, Oh no. Have you finally decided to do something for this guild rave? Whoa. Look. You can't talk to her like, like that. You've been sitting in my bar, sipping my ale, enjoying the company of my people. And yet it's been months since you took the job that got you expelled from your last group. Doesn't it belong to the lady? That's what I was... Is that Austrian? Radic chimes in, and you can tell they are very much enjoying this confrontation. While Ostra may keep the cups full of ale and handle all the paperwork, it's Thorak here who keeps everyone in line. She's the real muscle behind everything. Without her, this town would still be overrun with mercenary groups murdering each other in the streets like the good old days. I do miss that. <laughs> I look her up and down and nod in agreement. She definitely is muscly. You look at Thorak, and she's an intimidating presence. She's an almost eight-foot-tall Goliath woman with her hair pulled back into a tight braid. She's wearing a very light set of leather armor, and her skin is rough, covered in tattoos and scars from many battles. Swung over her shoulder is what Rave would recognize as her signature weapon, a runed warhammer. And despite her lifting it with ease, it looks to weigh a ton. And as you look closer, the runes give off a soft arcane glow. I, <laughs> I lean over to Radic. How much can she lift? Oh, I couldn't hazard a guess. She could probably lift this whole bar if she put her back into it. She can lift the whole bar? After the fights I've seen her win, there's nothing I'd put past her. I kind of like, kind of like reel back from that, and I take a couple precautionary steps away from large woman, um, and Wiz is very intimidated. He's going to just like hide behind Rave or Isaac or something. No, don't hide behind me. I'm. <clears throat> they bully me. Like I'm. Oh no. Target number one. Thorak has turned her attention towards the rest of the party. I don't suppose these friends of yours are more freeloaders, are they? Rave. I maybe and also yes, my friends. I, I do not load for free. Yeah, we've been working. You've put in guild contract work. I signed a paper. Pretty sure a couple months ago. Ostra, seeing this confrontation, steps in. Oh, don't mind them, Thorok. They only got to town a couple of days ago. In fact, I was just talking to them a minute ago about setting them up with their first contract tonight. And she shoots you a look that indicates you should follow her towards the bar. Kako's gonna walk over, but he's gonna kind of look at the, the big lady, just kind of be unimpressed. <laughs> how, how long has it actually been since we got here? About a month. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so she's covering <laughs> her asses. She's covering for us. Now that Ostra has stepped in, Thorok seems to step down from her accusations and goes back to overseeing her trophy, so she doesn't notice Kako staring at her unimpressed. 
As you reach the bar with Ostra, she steps behind it and addresses the group. Look, I know Sarge put in a good word with you, but good words only get you so far. Now that Thorok is back, it's time to put in some real work. Right. I thought we were doing actual work. You haven't done any guild contracts since you've been in town. Any odd jobs you've done were unrelated to the axe rest. Yeah, all those cats you saved were just at the kindness of your heart. Oh. Uh. Uh. <laughs> all right, Oscar, so what do you have? I'd... walking every day. <laughs> she, she's not yeah, gonna she like paying. she's not I mean, gonna pay us i'm still gonna do it but now i'm just disappointed as newcomers i can't get you a job that's going to get you a big trophy on the wall but i can get your foot in the door so you can start climbing the ranks she begins to dig through a bunch of papers that she pulled from behind the bar and pulls out three of them from the stack the first job is a woman who runs a local inn. In a rather cliche request, she's seeking adventurers to help her with some sort of rat problem she's having in her basement. No, no rats. No. No. No, no rats. Ostra slides that contract back into the stack of papers. Okay, we'll consider rats off the table. We'll explore that later. We, we won't. You can go explore that. I've had enough of rats for one lifetime. That's what I want to explore, your aversion to rats. Have you ever seen rats with glowing purple brains before? I don't think you've un you understand what kind of trauma we've been through, how many rats we've seen. They're out there. Okay, no rats. I'm still a little bit crazy from, I don't know, I've been kind of talking mad this, this past couple weeks, but... It's because of the shit I've seen. The second piece of paper is about a woman living on the outer rim of the city who claims that her husband is trying to kill her and is looking for a bodyguard to protect her. And the final job is from a farmer on the outside of the walls claiming that some sort of monster has been raiding his crops at night, leaving strange symbols in the fields. And his prized cow has gone missing. There we go. A whole cow? A whole cow. What's a cow? That's what he claims anyway. I don't have any further information other than what's in the request. I suppose you'll have to go question him yourself. Okay, let's do that. Which one? The cow one. Oh, sure. Okay. She stamps the paper with a seal and slides it back to you. Then consider this the first job of the mercenary group known as the Axe Factor. Wait, is, are these magical contracts? No, it's just a piece of paper. Okay, good. Oh, like magically binding in every sense of the word? Yeah, like if we don't do it in two days, we die, that kind of thing. That, that would oh. suck. Oh my god. That, that would. That's not actually going to happen, is it, Ostra? Uh, I would not like to perish. She looks at you confused. She says, no, it's just a piece of paper. Oh, okay. okay. What happened okay. to you guys? What? Now, what? Look, don't act like I'm crazy with all these weird wizard people around. Look, the, Rave, there's a reason we've been trying to, look to not be, uh, what's the word? Conspicuous? Yeah, that. Well, I went to Faye school. I gotta tell you, what we're doing right now in this setting is more conspicuous than just doing jobs. Radix, still fascinated by your dynamic, chimes in. Yeah, you guys stick out like a sore thumb. And I know that's rich coming from me. Radix? No one asks. <laughs> Sir? Uh, they lean back on the bar and begin to strum on a lute that they had strapped to their back. Yeah, but do we really stick out? And then I, I point over and whisper, like, more than her, and, like, I point at Thorek, who's, I don't know what she's doing right now, doing whatever she's doing. She's the sore thumb here, is what I'm trying to insinuate. She doesn't notice you talking shit about her, but you can see two of her lackeys pulling in a cart, transporting what appears to be the head of some sort of dinosaur. Uh, has Kako seen better? It's the biggest trophy here in the bar. But, like, has Kako seen better? Probably. Eh, it's whatever. <laughs> 
I would say that while she's a force to be reckoned with, your mentor is more powerful. Yeah, Kako's not impressed. Yeah, but I'm more powerful than that, right? Right? <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, let's go find that cow or whatever <laughs> we're doing. All right. I don't know what a cow looks like. And Wiz kind of like starts walking towards the door happily. Have fun down on the farm. Okay. That, that's that's where the monster is, right? I wasn't like really paying attention. We're we're going to have so much fun on the farm. I can I'm just trying to think of all the animals you've never seen before now. Probably all of them. I saw I like a horse for the first time 2 months ago, so that was exciting. As you push your way towards the door, your new contract in hand, you're stopped by two figures that you recognize as they step through the doorway. You recognize the hulking figure as Turles and his lanky elf companion, Yorith, the two elite members of the Elorian Inquisition who were last attempting to hunt you. They're looking a little more casual than the last time you saw them. Their shiny Elorian military armor has been swapped out for commoner's clothes as if they are poorly attempting to blend in. Um, as soon as I see them, I turn invisible. <laughs> I go white. I use, I use green invisibility and I just go... Um, ex <clears throat> excuse me, guys, you're blocking the door. Do you mind? Oh, I don't mind at all. And Tarlis gives a flexing stretch as he blocks the door even further. Okay, you want to do this? And I flex and it's bigger than his. <laughs> <laughs> how tall are you? Oh, how tall am I? Uh, 5'8". Charles is about 6'9". Okay, but Jesus. my muscles are bigger than his. Bigger than a half-giant? <laughs> yes. What a coincidence that I would run into my old friend so soon. Kako, Isaac, where's Wiz and little Lessa? I shout out, I'm not here. <laughs> Eorith looks directly in the direction of your voice. He casts a spell magic in the direction of Wiz. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, do it. Uh, he has to make a spell check. Greater invisibility is level four, so that's a difficulty of 11. Yes, he passes with a 15. I reappear. <laughs> Eorith lets out a sly smile. Don't try and hide on us now. After all, that's no way to greet an old friend. I don't like you, and I like everybody. Oh, your words cut me. I'll probably kill one of you. All right, you heard him. 